0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host. Steve, Lucky, Luciano Yes, I want to welcome you to the greatest show on earth The Hard Luck Show We are coming at you from The Mayfair Hotel in downtown LA today A beautiful afternoon On my right, my co-host
1: Is Chumahan Bowen American, Indian Southern Californian Elegant, Barbarian here once again looking for my fucking Theme song once again. Yeah. yeah. Sunrise, getting braided up as my paint drips. Yeah. The blood falls from the red that's sky. It, my right lady singing our war cry. We'll break 'em up like mannequins. Looking in the eyes, yeah. they
2: panicking. Draped up in a bear hide, we ain't Indians, we savages. What? So let me check my status. This battlefield is my canvas, and it might not
1: take yeah. nothing, no, but that hand uh. called my anthem. We go
0: bang. on ball. the A. Yeah. You know
1: we coming when you feel the base. No deal with the devil, no soul to
0: sell, we're Man, we That's the, the jam right there. Yeah. That's yeah. Shit, Juman. That's what I'm talking about, man I swear to God, every time I hear that I want to go
1: fucking I want to go postal i yeah,
0: want to go, wanna go scalp something. some of
1: them I want to fucking tear down all this fucking bullshit that we got around here
0: Man, let me tell you Old Blue Eyes it's the third week gone, Old Blue Eyes
1: Old Blue Eyes is shedding tears somewhere up north Because his woman went to India mm-hmm. And as a result, he can't be here Yeah We gotta fucking fix that shit
0: Yeah, man. So, you know, we got Chumahan, man. He's co-hosting and handling the soundboard today. So, uh, thank you, Chumahan, for stepping it up.
1: Well, you know what? It's the least I can do when we have the special guest that we have coming in right now.
0: Who is this guy? Straight G-status right here, bro. What? We talk about the art world, and we are in the art hotel, the Mayfair. We talk about L.A. artists. We talk about G-status right here. Dudes that have been in the game for 30 years or more. We have a guest today that is part of the start of the movement, the graffiti movement in Los Angeles. He's done nothing but grow his craft on the mediums across the board. Today, our guest, let's welcome Vile to the show. (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's what i'm talking about what's up
3: uh, that was fucking epic man thank you yeah this is what i said
1: vile listen you're kind of like one of those metal dudes so like what what do you want to go he said let's go classic let's go with the wizard
3: black Sabbath.
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i love it bro hey
1: if you guys are smoking weed or on mushrooms right now let let this flow in
0: Feel that right there, Look at the vibe, dude.
3: he's starting to dance. <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, how's this, this beat, man? Look at just never Yo, gets that. That beat is so, in a way, it's so hip hop. Yeah, too, right? it's just so like funky. Like and yeah. the harmonica and just the flow of it is just very like you could. I think Cypress Hill threw this in one of their songs. It's just so. It's int- I, dude, I cruise with Monte Carlo on this fucking song. yeah, yeah, you know? like, yeah. This it's, is a song. It's dude.
0: like when when you know what I always picture with that song. It's like anytime there's like a high energy documentary or something like that. That's the song. Yeah, that's what you think about. It just gets you up and moving. But I always think about like some of the greatest documentaries and films I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Views that track, and the thing no. is, is it's, it's
1: right. What Vile One says is it's right. It's because. A lot of hip hop, especially the early hip hop, the sampling of the drums was from classic yeah, rock, like break beats. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. just like a yeah. break
0: beat almost, right? And, and so much of rock and roll comes from we know comes from blues stuff, yeah. man. You know.
3: And the thing, of, another thing about that song was that it always felt like a graffiti writer's song. You know, like how do you mean? Just keep walking, spreading their magic. You know, just that's just Shit. what you know when you're younger. That's what you did. You know. Do you see yourself as, as, as that? Do you see yourself as a
1: wizard, in a sense, of spreading your magic when you're putting yeah, up that stuff?
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: And what kind of magic do you think that graffiti actually imparts to people?
3: I mean, it's definitely uh, self-empowering, you know? It's uh, some empowering st- empowerment. It's, uh, you know, taking um, something from nothing, creating something out of nothing. Uh, you know, especially around this area, this is like, um, Belmont tunnels close to here, you know, like walking through here back in the day, wasn't that easy. <laughs> you had to know yeah. where to go. Yeah. You know, even, sure. a, even a few years ago, I took a ride with uh, my homeboy, you know, crew member Defer mm-hmm. and uh, we drove through, through this neighborhood and I'm like, you know what? I probably wouldn't have driven with Deffer through this neighborhood <laughs> like, like 15 years ago. Like, but you know, now it's, now it's, you know, Everybody's mature. now. It's changed older, up. Yeah. What
1: what about the <clears throat> the the magic though? Okay, so the, what it sounded like you were describing was like creating something out of nothing. So that's the magic coming from the wizard or the writer,
3: right? What about to the people? I think so because in a way, like you inspire other people, you yeah. know, with your stuff. You know, it's not an intentional thing. And uh, for me, my my work isn't done out of uh, before as a kid. I would think that it was like an aggressive thing, you know, writing on shit.
1: Mark and territory. Young graffiti
3: writers are really aggressive towards each other. Right. You know, there's no, like, back in the day there was more camaraderie and it was more like, oh, shit, you do this, I do this. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it is now. I'm Mm -hmm. not out there, like, with those youngsters, but I see a lot of beef. You Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think back in the day it was more of like a, bonding thing more like unified. a little
0: more in unison
3: yeah yeah yeah.
0: so just so that we're clear <clears throat> excuse me sorry and you brought up deffer who's another artist that i uh, admire and watched over the years what let's just so we got the stats right what crew are you from originally
3: originally i'm from a crew called coi
0: coi yeah, which stands for
3: like, uh, cause of insanity okay uh, it was just like i think at our deepest it was like 15 people okay we were like <laughs> that's how like how deep we got coi What's yeah we were one? just uh we were just kind of like to ourselves you know doing uh a lot of drugs okay and minding our own business and painting, was the, painting was weird
1: the, shit was the drugs the uh, cause of insanity
3: for me it, it might have been you know but <laughs> again at the same time it was that crew that would like come pull me out of like my room after being on like a three-day space speed binge you right know. right right he'd come grab me and say let's go paint and I'd be like alright and painting is what kept me sober got you it kept me away from kept from, you away from that yeah and and then and, and then now I'm uh, from you know K2S Kill to Succeed right and then another LA classic fucking cruise uh, Lokes on Dope LOD mm-hmm. with Chaka you know right right right, right Sleaze right uh, Volt and Merch and Mosh and all those cats so. yep
0: yeah. west side stuff some, some, yep. um, yeah, yeah. Because today um, somebody was asking me, and I go, I think he's from K2S. I believe that was like the bigger crew that he was with. Uh, by the way, I was with a Stev on Oreo earlier. Yeah, and um, I told him that you were coming on the show today, and he's he's doing a photo shoot, and he's like, yeah. How can I wrap this shit up early, bro? I want to come down there, man. You got to tell that dude you got him on the show. How'd you get him on the show? I'm like. How did you get him on the show? Because we're the hard luck show.
1: No, nah, but seriously, how do you know Vile won?
0: Well, Vile, I've met Vile, seen Vile's work, like early, early Melrose in 1991, 92. I was crossing paths with a lot of different artists. I mean, somewhere around the way, different artists were coming up to Melrose for different reasons, you know? Yeah. And um, a lot of work was going, A lot. they are putting up a lot of work up in that area because it would get a lot of attention. Yeah. And... Um, so in crossing and and maybe we are 3 degrees of separation but Alex DeLarge
2: Alex DeLarge
0: DeLarge made the, put, the, put the link together for us so oh, that okay. we could get so we could get working <laughs> yeah. Big yep. Alex thank
3: you Al. Yeah yep. big yeah. shout
0: out to Alex Yeah big, and back Alex. then
3: back then in uh that's when when uh, CBS was definitely like you know locking malros in and inviting us to do big uh prod, big walls and stuff like that so right yeah
1: that's awesome so let me ask you a question so just how did you how did you get tell us the story of how you really got started in writing <clears throat> um, and hold, uh, no, don't pull any punches we don't want the fucking hallmark version we want the crazy <laughs> yeah. fucking acid laced version
3: yeah. uh you know just um it just it just fucking excited me, you know. Like the first person I ever saw riding with spray paint was like some like devious, demonic looking motherfucker from like I think Little Valley. What did he look like? And, dude, he just looked mischievous as fuck. Yeah. He <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> but he had the biggest smile on his face and he was getting up and my dad goes fucking cholos like that <laughs> and he goes don't look at him you know don't yeah. even look at him and i fucking of course don't you look at a little
0: puppet, <laughs> breaking
3: my neck to see this motherfucker jumping out of an old school lowrider you know old school car yeah. i don't even think it was a lowrider i think yeah. it was right, just right. fucked up and he was getting up and it was a daytime yeah and i was like damn that's fucking cool right you Can know you
1: a question did, did um what was your dad's attitude towards cholos
3: my dad was uh you know I had a couple of aunts that were from neighborhoods and my dad was the oldest out of like, you know, six, five or six. And they were all girls. Yeah. So my dad was the oldest. So he was the first one that had to get the fuck out of the pad. He's the one that had to go. He went to the military and he was just the Chicano that was like, I'm not going to let that happen to me.
1: Right. He's not going to succumb to the neighborhood. Mm
3: -hmm. Right. So So, my aunts, my aunts, you know, they got on heroin and they were all. And they were with dudes. You know, they're, yeah, and they got in the hoods. You know Garrity, one mm-hmm. of my aunts is from Garrity. she still bangs a little bit with right? right, right. <laughs> whatever she's feeling the occasion so he, he got to see it take
0: some of his family members close to him. He saw what happened with that lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah,
1: but so wait a second, so did you and then, that, when your dad said that, did you feel do you think that attracted it that attracted graffiti to you in a sense that your dad didn't approve of it?
3: No, that was metal, really, <laughs> yeah the It wasn't. Nobody could say anything to stop me from painting. Like, uh, especially with spray paint, and that was the main thing. Is that it was spray paint, using black spray paint to do fucking, you know, big ass pieces. Right. Like I wanted to do skulls and and demons and shit like that. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's that attracted me, and I didn't understand it at a younger age. And people used to be like, "Oh, you're fucking demonic. Why do you fuck with that shit? Mm-hmm. You're Satanist. You're this. You're that." Yeah, because of the music I listened to now, and you know, in retrospect, and now that I'm older, I understand. You know, these words, right, that we didn't understand as kids, but colonization and demonized mm-hmm. and all that. I'm like, hey, wait, you know, I'm I'm part native. You know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm all native to myself, but sure. on paper, I'm part native. What 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 tribe? Uh, Zuni and uh, Raramuri.
1: Zuni. I yeah. drove through uh, the Zuni reservation probably about six months ago with my my woman. I
3: have a wall painted. I painted a wall there. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah.
1: I'm I'm Jamestown Sklalum from uh, Washington State. Total. Oh place. wow. Yeah. You're Northwest all Northwest
3: native. Yeah. Beautiful. That's dude. I, I like that territory. I like that land. Yeah. What do you
1: think about their art?
3: Oh, it's amazing! There's a graffiti writer from up there. Yeah, he does he does that that work down here. I love that. Yeah, we have a graffiti crew, kind of loosely knit, called Neoglyphics.
1: Neoglyphics. And wow! Like, and what's their thing? Just like,
3: different, what? just different dudes from different tribes, like Doug Miles and Breeze and this cat um, And Dwayne Dueno and Sano and a bunch of writers from Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, Yuku, and all kinds of. <laughs> rise lady rise people you never heard of youngsters that are coming up that are native i love you know, that are painting yeah yeah well originally you're from uh are you from
0: boyle heights is that the area that you're from in you still or what part or excuse me let me know what part areas? no no
3: no no it's cool it's funny i was born at beverly beverly uh, hospital yeah i had, yeah but i had some like lung failure and shit so they transported me to Boyle to white memorial Okay. So I say that I lived in White Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I first lived in, White, in Boyle Heights. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I was there for like two weeks in an incubator and all uh, that shit. And then, uh, but I grew up in Sangrebo Valley, East LA. East LA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How often, you know,
0: did you, when you started writing, I know that a lot of riders, especially in your days, you had to get around town. You had to get all over to try and get your stuff up. And did you did you frequent the Hollywood area much?
3: Uh, you know what all I remember about It's like the thirty three bus. Um, there was a couple of so Wilshire, right? Was it Wilshire? Yeah, yeah, number thirty three. Yeah, so getting to downtown was like a task, and and you know, and then going to downtown and finding the stationary stores. Or whoever had the spots, that would like share them with you to rack shit. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. You know, I wasn't a big time racker. I'd fucking get a pilot or some pilot ink and feel like I was the shit. You know, <laughs> you know what <laughs> racking is? <laughs> no,
1: what's racking?
0: Racking, racking is when they go in and it's uh, it's basically shoplifting. Usually, you boosting. Were, yeah, you boost, you rack paint, like, rack markers, rack stuff
3: so that you could use to get out. because that stuff's expensive. Right, of course it is. And yeah. sometimes you just rack shit because you could, like, yeah. like stupid shit. You know, I had fr- I had a homie who. We used to go on, you know, missions all day and then he would go to like Albertsons and rack uh food, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he he would like throw I think it was Prior. <laughs> Is that right? I think it was Prior. I think he would like roll shit or like slide shit out of the door from the inside <laughs> <laughs> that's great but one time bro. I had Jesus. this homie who put ribs in his pants right yeah. and yeah. he burned himself he burned his stomach because the ribs were brand new from like Albertsons and oh they were cooked ah, the hot yeah pudding. they were with his pants oh man and he yeah. fucking burned himself He's, he, he stole ribs and burned his hot dog rib bone yeah there you go <laughs>
1: So, so going back, so then it was metal then that was kind of the, the rebellious thing for you.
3: Yeah, in a way, I mean, because that like... was the thing that my dad was always pissed about. It was long hair and metal,
1: right? Because he's a military guy, so long hair. You know, people tell me that sometimes they're like, you know, you should get a sh- like a military cut, and I'm like, fool. Where I'm from, long hair is a military cut. What do you mean? All mm-hmm. the all the military dudes. Uh in the tribes, they all had long hair. They didn't have much short hair. That is a military cut. You're the one with the fucked up hair.
3: That's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. So
1: so let's talk about the state of metal then. Okay. All right. You're you're a metal aficionado. Like all right. uh is there any new metal that people should be listening to or that you think is worth a damn or is uh, yeah. it I mean, hipster I, metal?
3: Oh, uh, there's hipster metal, but yeah, that's like deaf. Def haven or some shit i don't, I don't listen to <laughs> homeboy's got like you know as a white cat like looks like a male model and he's like short <laughs> fucking styled hair and he's i'm just like nah dude i'm not buying that shit right mm-hmm. but i do like uh a, a band called wolves in the throne room which was a black girl band from washington
1: wolves in the
3: throne room
1: i like the yeah, fucking name yeah,
3: yeah yeah a lot of these bands that i'm listening to right now are talking about taking back the land and going back to that and they're not even native but right. they're still that kind of mindset of like right Fucking going back to that quote-unquote pagan way of living
1: because because and and let's not be fucked up about this let's be real the truth is that everybody white black brown whatever red everybody hails from a tribe if mm. you go back far enough yeah right yeah and everybody rem- everybody has some kind of root in a time when you didn't have all this prepackaged glossy fucking consumeristic bullshit that we've got that's pretty much eating away Or the Bible. Or even the Bible. If you dude, now
3: you're now you are demonic. Holy
1: shit,
4: violent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
3: true. No, I mean that's it's just true. that, you know, it's you know, that's the first form of mental slavery, right? Like that's what first got us. Now we got Instagram is the new mental slavery, but or social media. I know? don't know. You know what, I hear that. But don't you kind of agree
1: that Instagram or social media is no different than polite society or, or, or rules of conduct and etiquette in certain areas. Like, in the way that I think, I think always there's been some sort of filter and control from the ruling mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. over other people. And, and mm-hmm. Instagram might be the new one, but I don't think that's any different than any other time.
3: But I think it's voluntary. voluntary. What do you, you mean? Know? It's like a voluntary form of, like... Like you buy into it really easily, but you you could say
1: the same thing about religion. Because nobody
3: watches TV anymore. That's true. It came from the It went from the book to the TV to the computer. It went from the book to the movie. No, book
1: radio. Ah, radio. Okay, book radio, movie, television, computer, and then cell phone, which is just a mini computer, right? But don't you think that mental slavery at any stage, if you really want to get down to it. Is voluntary at some level
3: Well If you're if you're aware of it Get, get on the mic If you're aware of it
1: Okay What yeah. do you mean by that?
3: <coughs> Excuse me I don't know I just think that some things You know People weren't Aware I mean you know The bible You know Follow this Or we'll cut your fucking hands off You know right. what I mean? You don't think people were aware of that? Because think about people it People didn't have a choice Internally they did And this is what no, I'm saying No they didn't ISIS Not room. when they're sending your, br- your brother back with no fucking hands.
1: I'm telling you right now, do they have a choice as to, and a lot of Jewish people actually have gone through that same exact thing in Europe, let's say. Mm-hmm. Okay. During the Inquisition, right? you had a lot of Jews who were forced by the Spaniards mm-hmm. to convert
2: mm-hmm.
1: to Christianity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of Jews did externally.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And internally, though, they maintained their values.
3: Right. Like natives.
1: Exactly. So that's what I meant by choice in the sense of, and I think even when you say like, oh, you have to study this or you have to follow this or we're going to cut your hands off. I think that that's the more obvious place for you to see like, okay, I'm being forced this and I can fake give them what they want but i'm going to maintain some seed internally
3: right and i hope that a lot of people can maintain that seed internally and that's a struggle you know it's like totally. to find those people that can maintain that seed that belief internal you know we have to go through a lot we, we suffer a lot from uh genetic you know traumas you know right. like our our forefathers our our ancestors that were enslaved to you know do shit that you know they don't want to do but they're forced right and we're right. still living some of that some of that's still in our spirit for sure in our dna we can't help it so we fight each other right when we're young we go after each other we battle each other we fucking kill each other and then we we rest and then we realize whoa what the fuck are we doing or what the fuck are they doing you know like a lot of old school gang members they'll, they'll be the first ones to tell you don't get in a neighborhood And that was, I was surrounded by people that were like, don't ever get in the neighborhood. Do your art. Right. And that's what I did. And even if it it meant that I was a fucking hermit, I was like, fuck it. Because the wizard is a hermit. (laughs) Because the wizard is a hermit. There you go.
1: So, So you had then, you had other influences around you that tried to steer you towards your art. Yeah. And, uh... Was there ever a time in your, in your early days where you were, like, almost... You almost quit?
3: Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, no, art has always been a thing that I did. Yeah. But it was never a thing that I thought I could do all the time. You know what I mean? So I would draw, and I would go to parties and kick it. And then people would come up to me and be like, Yo, you're an artist, huh? You draw? And I'm like, yeah. And they would make me draw at parties. And I'd be like, yo, I'm just fucking... I'm here to, to have fun and shit. Like, I got you know three people waiting for me to draw shit for them right so that was kind of funny you know and of course if the girls asked me to draw something i'd be like yeah sure no problem right (laughs) let me draw you let's go in the back room i'm really good with nudes let me do your name yeah in high school let me do your name
1: did you did that work for you really well then did
3: chicks really get into it no no come on (laughs) i mean i would draw their names and that was it and Uh, they go back to their boyfriend (laughs)
1: Hey, any of you girls that are listening right now, Mrs. Earbuds, if Vial One drew your name back in high school, it's time for you to pay up.
3: Yeah, One, I I know somebody from high school that has still has a drawing.
1: No kidding. Yeah. And when, did you did, did you see it and did it look to you like you're like, man, that's pretty good actually. It was a
3: trip because you know what? I was drawing a lot of like shit that seemed like I was on drugs, but I was never like at that time I was never <laughs> doing <laughs> drugs. So I think it was like the thing I did was like a joint. Yeah. And it had butterfly wings coming out of it motherfuckers don't bite that design <laughs> <laughs> I hear, I hear. but it was yeah that's right now there's a and dispensary
1: I I, that's opening up that's going to use that as their logo and
3: I think I wrote the butterfly sores you know referencing mm-hmm. a female smoking weed right yeah.
0: how did the how did, how did rock and, I mean how did metal how did this get influenced into your life and did it start with classic rock what, what how, how did that I want to hear about how that
3: came to be. I think in graffiti, uh, there was always metal influence in graffiti, like even back to like the subway days in New York and scene did a a subway that said hand of doom. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. I remember that piece. Scene still
3: very much into, you know, old school metal, classic rock. Um, so I always felt like it had, I guess the rawness, you know, of it. Influence. But then as I started getting older, I started getting into more, like, heavier shit, and, uh, and then I noticed that, like, the pace, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would listen to it, and the pace would keep me painting quicker. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then, yeah. And let me ask you a question. <coughs> is
1: there, is, was there ever metal where you, like, because a lot of it is, you know, demonology and all this so other kind of stuff, and it's really to... Open up that space and say, you know, you're, you know, you already don't like who we are anyway, so we're going to take hold of these negative images and turn them into something powerful mm-hmm. or blood, sacred or whatever you want to call it. In fact, I actually read Joan, uh, Sharon Osbourne's autobiography about Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing, amazing book in the sense of it gives some insight into Ozzy and what he was really like. Some fantastic stories yeah. about dipping his balls in the fucking, and he really did bite a bat's head off. yeah, yeah. That yeah. But the thing is, is for you, is there, was there ever a point in the metal? Is there metal where you're like, well, that's too far. Now that's, I don't go that, that's a little crazy. I don't know if I fuck with that. Like Gwar, did guar push you over the edge?
3: No, I didn't, I was never into (laughs) (laughs) guar. Well, you know, it was because like Black Sabbath was like from the streets, right? Black Sabbath, they were poor. They talked about sharing a cigarette between the four of them. Right. They're from Birmingham. It was like a shithole. Like all they had was their art to To uplift them, right. to get them out of that. Right. Then you come back to L. A. and you come to like the late '80s, and you have Slayer, mm-hmm. right, who was from fucking Southgate, right, mm-hmm. which is where there was a yard in Southgate. We would go to Southgate uh, into the into the river, and there was a there was a yard there that they would invite us to. And there was like different crews at the time popping up that were like like OSB was like a like a ska crew, but they were all punk rock too. Right. Know? So there was like different things that were coming out, you know different dudes like in different crews were, were into metal so it wasn't like a it was far and few in between but it wasn't too 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 far you know right. there was dudes that were still listening to that music or going to shows and like one of my closest friends Axis has always been into metal he plays guitar mm-hmm. been in a couple of different bands um Shout Swan out to Axis. Swan from you know UTI Swan's always been into metal Swan has old shirts of him at the Belmont with like Iron Maiden mm-hmm. old pictures with him with like Iron Maiden mm-hmm. shirt
1: and Iron Maiden has, I mean, and in metal, you're right, because Iron Maiden has some songs and some music that actually talks about American Indian, mm-hmm. you know, rights, and, and even Metallica. And a right. lot of the
3: thrash bands were po- were uh, were po- political. Right. So, like, Graffiti was political to me, too. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, just all, all the thrash music was about, you mm-hmm. know, destruction, you know, and... and and fuck the government. It was mm-hmm. like an extension of punk rock. So, you know, punk rock was very influential to me in the beginning, too, with like X and the Germs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so all that just was all that aggressive, heavy music. D- DYI. Right. D- yeah, DYI.
1: Let me ask you this. Uh,
3: DIY. DIY. <laughs> Sorry. That's all mm-hmm. right.
1: We, so, w- where are we at now? I mean, We've got, based on your history, based on what you're talking about, based on the political aspect of writing, graffiti, thrash, heavy metal, even, even the early stages of hip-hop, right? You have all this stuff. And yet, we're probably more conformist and controlled now than we have ever been in this country. What went wrong Vile one? Where did we go wrong?
3: Money. Money. What do you mean by that? I think just people, you know, wanted to just flex materialistically, you know. To me, it was more so about honing my craft and about getting really familiar and and as best as I could get with spray paint. It wasn't about how much this job paid or what, you know, what client I had. Now I have really high-end clients. Right. I didn't search them out. They, right. They, that wasn't, they that wasn't the plan. No, yeah, that wasn't the plan. They, they came around to us now, you know? Right. I mean... But
1: d- let me ask you a question. Cause slick
3: it- and Risk are the, the forefathers of that. They're, they were the head in, in that game, you know? Slick and Risk. And, and they were influential on in that. They were influential in saying, like, huh, they're doing their shit, but they're getting paid, and they're not really compromising... You know, and I think that was very important to see dudes that you know inspired me in the yards and different places, like the grimiest places. Yeah, to see them go into like non-grimy places and still kind of be able to function normally.
1: Yeah, but don't you think?
3: And and, and I'm being honest with you. I
1: mean, I'm at this place in my life too, right? It's like. But don't you think that it's that's the American way in a sense that 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 America as a capital, as the most capitalist country co-ops rebellious political messages by paying off and or getting people to work with them. And then before you know it. Right. Everybody's a DJ. You know, white rich white girls now have, you know, grills that metal grills, you know, and, and po- even punk rock Now Now you can go down to Walmart And you'll see like You know What used to be punk rock bands The were Ramones wa- t-shirts Exactly So Don't you think in a certain way That that is The American capitalism Co-opting these things And, and eventually putting them to sleep
3: um, Yes and no um, I think the uh, demographic changes As we get older So I don't think You know The reality of of having to exist and survive always kind of comes to play. Right. I think when people overcapitalize on that shit, then it kind of shows where their character was right. in the first place.
1: Right. So there's a balance. Yeah. And let me ask you this.
3: And again, the demographic thing is very important, right? What do you mean? Because once we're at this age, we're no longer a concern of like... Um, mainstream marketing right now they, they want to focus on our offspring and our youth right because right. that's where the money is
1: that's where the money is because people at that age don't have the ability to critical think and have some mm-hmm. experience well they just want to
3: party and fucking have fun and they want and to do, do tiktok yeah and do tiktok mm-hmm. right but they and said I swore that- I was never going to do tiktok <laughs> <and I> do, <laughs> last week I signed I that's signed last has no choice in the matter right?
0: <laughs>
1: so you, So another thing I want to ask you is, and I, when I was reading about you and I was reading about some other people, there's a lot of vile one. There's like a lot of graffiti artists have the, they say one oh, the after one? the name. What's that about? Why one?
3: I don't know. I've been trying to kick that. But back really? in the day, it was, uh, you know, like you're the only one.
1: Right. Because yeah. I was thinking like, well, then somebody could just be vile zero and be like, well, zero comes before one. So I, you know, I'm vile zero. <laughs> but you're saying I'm just going to go by vile now.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm just just vile or, or my... My government last name Which is Reyes Reyes Yeah You know uh, what's Reyes.
1: crazy Is that um, I'm part Chilean And my great great grandfather Who married my Indian grandma They both couldn't speak Each other's language Although they could speak The language of Love, yes. love You know what Hide the That whatever, is right you know? That's right Then they got married uh, Bartolo Reyes Oh, interesting that is interesting
0: Reyes, you know what it's just such a do- i've always liked that name bro i don't know why aesthetically how it rolls off it's yeah. just a dope name yeah right. yeah it is bro. People, it's a good name.
3: it's it's interesting because people always ask me like why i paint eyes so much right yeah like, why are the eyes why are the eyes i said well check on my last name it's r e y e s right there's an i in your last name yeah and how did vile how did that come to be uh yeah that's a, i had a bunch of fucking names man a lot of How many names, names. Did you go, what's the dumbest name you came up with for yourself? <laughs> did you ever say like yeah i'm gonna be they're gonna call me powder i'm powder <laughs> did you have any dumb names Actually, I know Powder. He's not... He's <laughs> oh, dude. You shot down he Powder. <laughs> now he's going to show up at the podcast. Man. Right, what dude,
1: let's have a graffiti battle. I'm ready. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, you know what? I was young, man. I was a kid, and I really was into Motley Crue at the time, yeah. and so I started writing Mr. Crue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that took some thinking. Mr. Crew. All right. uh, Mr. Crew. Everybody was a Mr. or a Sir or a okay. fucking Rock. You know? Yeah, so they were, yeah. Mr. Crew. I didn't know any better, man. Uh, but I, how'd you
1: come up with Vile?
3: All right. So, yeah. So, I just, again, back to the metal thing, I wanted a name that was going to be like, you know, raw and like evil and dark, but not necessarily uh, so like in your face, you know? Not like, uh, I don't know. Whatever, So I started writing V-I-L-E, but I changed the I to a Y. So V-Y-L-E. Right. Right. But the tag, the ending of the E, back in the day, is like this lowercase, like flared out E. Yeah. And it just, I just lost interest in it right away. And back then, we used to see how many different ways you could spell your name. hmm And so one of the other ways I started spelling it was V-Y-A-L. But also, it's a V I A L, right? Like a vial, like that, right? Like Coke, that, that <laughs> Coke, yeah. Yeah. Coke vial, or whatever he used to come in, you know, whatever he chose to do. That's yeah. a long, my trip. homie. My homie, I had a homie in high school from State Street, and he used to sell, yeah. a, Sure, <laughs> He used to sell sure, Sherman, yeah, of course he did. He's from State <laughs> Street, yeah. and so we'd kick it. And he never, he never want, he never told me to smoke or anything like that, but he would come. We'd go to lunch at a continuation school that we went to. And then all the, all the, all the dudes from the from different hoods would come up to him and you know five bucks he'd dip he'd their dip cigarettes their in the bowl. For lunch and then <laughs> come back to class shirmed out. That's
0: funny. Yeah. Hey, look How at this. There.
3: Speaking of which, look, there's there's Mr. Crew. He spray paint. <laughs> nah, dude, that was before this. That was before this shit. Yeah, what, what? Yeah. I all would
4: right, say I would say I you.
3: would say uh I was more like live wire days. Okay, let's Damn. see Yeah. Yeah. Before, but they you went, know, before they
1: went corporate.
3: But you know, in Graffiti, it wasn't cool to be listening to that shit, right? Like, at the time, it was oh. definitely not cool to listen to. go. Mr. Yeah, cool. more like that, dude. There you go. Yeah, and I'm going to... Some fire on your pants. Some right. fucking spitting <laughs> blood out of your mouth, <laughs> you know? Look at that. There he goes. Look at that. He's looking, he's looking demonic. Do I feel... Uh, am I changing? Am I, tra- am I shape-shifting? Yeah. <laughs> looking demonic. Yeah, I like What that. was cool to listen to? Well, you know, a lot of hip-hop was coming out, right? So it was like, right. oh, Eric B and Rakim right. or yeah, but you one. stuck Yeah,
1: but you stuck with metal. I stuck.
3: I I found a balance. And one time it was funny because I had my headphones on. Yeah. And I was listening to Iron Maiden. And then I ran into Pryor on the bus somewhere. And he goes, what are you listening to? And I showed him and I gave him to him. And he's like, listening to it. And, he, and this fool, every time I see him, I remind him. He listened to it for five seconds. He took it off and he goes, you're Chicano and you listen to this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's like, I feel like I
4: feel
3: And that was the mentality back then though. Right. In LA like this- dog it was like, you know, right. It had to be hip hop or oldies or. Now what, this what, what? is the crazy thing though, bro. This is,
0: it's really crazy, bro. And that's where I was. Go- that was where I was going at with this whole question about metal and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm in my early fifties, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had an older sister and an older brother, rest in peace. And my sister was was uh, three years older than me, and brother's uh, eight years older, right? And so my experiences with rock and roll, the early, early stages, were like uh, like uh, the early stuff. You know, I was catching wind of like the early Zeppelin and stuff like that through. Mm-hmm. Through them. Right. like The big concerts that were going on were like Cal Jam 1, Cal Jam 2. Fucking okay. huge. Right? Right. Massive shit like that. And this is before the US Festival and all that shit. Okay? Yeah. And, um, you know, all like Santana and like and these types of groups. And at, at that point in time, and, and I'm talking about L.A. Yeah. If you lived in L.A. Yeah. Everybody that was young was listening to it. And, and bro, long hair, it was everybody had yeah, long yeah, yeah. hair. You, you know look what's at- crazy? Huh.
3: It's like, too, if you watch, like, you know, like, because the low riding thing, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have, like, long hair and, like, people oh. are like, oh, you gang are you you're a gangster? I'm like, no, lowriding was, was, wasn't always, wasn't Nothing just a super cholo. connected uh-huh, to Cholos. It was, it was stoners, dude. If you even watched like uh, Boulevard Nights. Yeah, or Chichang. The, dude, all the extras were all long hair and right. fucking most of the, the the Chicanos in East LA were fucking Exactly, bro. That's what bro. I
1: was going to say. Like, yeah. like, I've always known that there's a segment of Latinos that are metal or hesh Latinos.
0: Like, yeah. yes, well, there's hip hop
1: and yes, there's... The but in the yeah. beginning, Chico- what you
0: got to remember is that in this like I'm talking about the seventies, bro. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was. Like if you had long hair and a bandana and a busta- <laughs> that, that was everybody. That wasn't a white thing. It wasn't yeah. a Mexican. That wasn't everybody but that was the way people went ag- that was that was what that was, was what punk was and hip hop. Yeah. That was all that? Yeah. This is all they really had at that point in time, yeah. in a way, okay?
3: In in neighborhood I grew up in, it was called Poor Side. They mm-hmm. disappeared, right? They just eventually disappeared, but They were in the 70s and early early 80s, and there was a dude that I remember named Wolfman, but there was another dude named Plant who looked like Robert Plant, who was like a Chicano white dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And then they just all were fucking stoners. Right. Exactly, bro. It was like rolling fat
0: joints, listening to fucking rock and roll. And we've talked about this on the show, too, that like – I always listened to. I listened to rock. I mean, that's what I was young. I was listening to rock and roll, and when Run DMC hit, it changed my life. You know, hip hop, and then as it eventually right. grew into, but I always kept my rock and roll shit. I always, but Run DMC
1: was a bridge to rock and roll.
0: No, in, in a sense, because you're talking about later, bro. When I'm, I, let me tell, them, let me say just how it happened to me, and that good. was that Run DMC came out, and that was the bridge to hip-hop music to right. rap music. Right. right, Houdini them, but Run DMC. And that opened up the world to this whole rap music culture. Yes, they came back around and ended up sampling and, and then the Aerosmith and, and all that stuff later on and then opened up that whole culture to rock and roll. Right. But that's later. I'm saying when Run DMC hit, that was like the beginning of hip-hop to me. Yeah. Rap music culture. Like this whole... And it was coming primarily kind of from the East Coast, you know, at that yeah, point in time, right? Right. right. Um, Eric B. and Rakim and like all right, oh, that, that, that right. you know, all this. So anyways, and then it comes back to the West Coast and, and back and forth. But the crazy thing is that when hip hop was 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 starting, to, like it was rock and roll and then hip hop got introduced. That's kind of how of for me. But when this happened, it, to me, it seemed like, and this is I'm talking like 84 85 like somewhere in there that uh, that was like when metal started blowing up okay mm-hmm. and so a bunch of people went from rock and roll and went on the metal mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people went on to hip hop yeah okay? and i remember like like when you start talking about like slayer and, and now we're talking about iron maiden and yngwie Mountain scene like all this stuff right so metallica starts happening i remember on the west side seeing like a lot of like white boys heshers you know concert t-shirts on here like you know it's like okay and i got it but i wasn't into like metal like that like it got too heavy for me i was into classic rock and roll but as i go into like dude people don't even know there's a big neighborhood called mid-city it's a neighborhood yeah but mid-city Was Mid City Stoners stoners originally?
3: When I was in high school, there was some some girl I used to smoke with, choose from Mid City Stoners.
0: Right now, you would go and you like, and you have like all these like hardcore, if you want to call them Cholo
3: neighborhoods or whatever. Well, I mean, if you talk about about MS two, MS two, bro, bro, and people don't know this, dude, these
0: are like neighborhoods where they were like long hair. They were rockers and and, and they were like, dude, I'm telling you, MS was the same way exactly, bro. People don't know this, man. No. And they were wearing like Slayer Judas Priest shirts and like they were all about stoners. And mid-city was mid city stoners. And I would go to like different shows and different places and it'd be mobbed out, bro. And they like it it changed with like the nineties influx of like NWA and
3: gangster rap right yeah right. gangster rap, rap
0: started changing it but you gotta remember man there was a time that this this is stuff that if you're not from LA if You'll you're not know. really born and raised you didn't see this happening man it was and such a so, trip
3: it's such a trip too to meet people that didn't grow up in LA but then they come here they move here and then they act like they've been from LA their entire lives and you're like and they try to front and, and have this attitude I'm like you're not from fucking LA like you're never gonna know what it's like to live through the 90s Right. Mm-hmm. no fault of your own But don't come at me like that because I lived through the 90s. We had a green light on us. Mm -hmm. As graffiti writers painting walls, like, you know, he would paint a wall. (laughs) I remember there was a friend of ours from Paris that came out, this dude Echo, and we sent him with the homies from K4P to go paint a wall. Well, they did a drive-by on the wall during the daytime, and he went fucking running for his life. And (laughs) the K4P just kind of sat it out, and then they started painting again. Right but they had to go to chase down Echo. But well, the dude mm-hmm.
0: from France didn't know anything about what was happening. It's just real interesting, man, but I always go back to the roots of me growing up with rock and roll and that was the music expression that was going yeah. on. It yeah. didn't matter. Bro, when you when you look at like Cal Jam or when you look at these concerts, bro, it was
3: you can black, look up brown and
0: white and everybody was growing their hair out everybody look looked that like shit stoners up. man look, they you have know?
3: footage of black Sabbath at Cal jam and that yeah, shit man
0: was like
3: made woodstock looked sm- tiny
0: right yeah it was just a trip dog and that's why when you look at like a lot of old like you know the lowrider culture and if you even look at some of the gang culture uh in certain areas see all the homies had long hair in the mm. beginning of the when these it was are.
3: almost it was almost like a return to their native selves, right? Their native roots, growing their hair out. It was just, tribal, tribal, do- tribal, kind of thing. With with you know, I don't even like say that word, but you know, I do of, like getting getting together, you know, and, and having a you know a gang in the form of like you know
1: tribes. Right. You know, hey, man. do you mind if we take a quick break? I want to check something on the sound. Yes. Okay. Let's take a okay. quick break, and then, this is
0: a good spot to take. Two a break. different okay. things <laughs> came up. It was I remember you had said something about like. Yeah, but Chicanos are the most rocker-like people, right? You said something like that that was interesting, which there's not a lot of people that would agree with or or know what to fuck You know
1: why I say that? I'm going to tell you. I mean, I know I'm not from L.A. I'm from Washington. But I got to tell you, like, from my experience with a lot of Chicanos in Washington, and then when I got Uh, uh, sober, I met a lot of Chicanos when I got sober, right? hmm. And a lot, like, a, a good chunk of them, they, and when I was in, when I went to school at Berkeley, mm-hmm. right? There was a lot of Chicanos at Berkeley studying at Berkeley and blah, blah, blah. We'd work in these, uh, in, the, in the bookstores together and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I would say at least half of them, and it, in, in strangely, the more intellectual, and now this is a generalization. I don't mm-hmm. really know, but my okay. experience is, okay? The more intellectual the, the Chicano or the Latino was, the more likely it was that they had
0: a very strong metal rock and roll background it, that's interesting that you say that and then and and then I'm just going to tell you something from another interesting point and that's that <clears throat> we all know that things are kind of bubbling like out in Austin, Texas right now like that's like the hot spot right now. Like right. a lot of people. There's a lot of right. business people. Right. Frank so Ball. I'm, Frank Ball. Frank Ball's out there. Yeah. So I don't know if you know the tattoo artist Frank Ball. He's an old friend of mine. No. So he's out there right now. Yeah. He's no. out there right now. And we're talking on the phone. I'm sure and, I'm missing out. Oh, there yeah, you are. <laughs> and Frank Ball tells me, he goes, he goes, uh I go, so what the hell's Austin like? And he's like, he starts breaking down like what the demographic looks like, right? He goes, like, there's a bunch of hipsters out here with, like, their bikes and berets and they want these fucking... I'm like, yeah, okay. And he goes, but, dude, there's a whole bunch of homies that know what's up out here. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, bro, there's real homies out here that know what's up. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, like, Dude like these dudes all have long hair they're all wearing like slayer shirts he's like nice. break it down and yeah. I'm like dude that's dope and, he, and the fact that he you know he grew up in San Gabriel Valley and he knew yeah. what was up dude and he's just like yeah motherfuckers know what's up out here and I was like damn it's just interesting man to, to hear that and trust me bro if there's a if there's a reason that I think it's interesting it is interesting <laughs> okay yeah. right. You know, the whole trip on it man it's like I just like it, man, because it reminds me of the old days when there was, like, everybody was about it. You know, it wasn't, wasn't so separated. Yeah. Because you're into this, it's oldies. I get up and tell people, you know, I, I'm in an anonymous program, and, and people have got their ideas of who you are from the outside, you know? Right. And I, like, sometimes I get up and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I ain't got nothing against a Pitbull and a 64 Impala. But I like a Range Rover and a Yorkshire Terrier myself you know people start laughing and stuff it's like, you don't really know me or what you know what I'm saying and the other the other thing I, is, I, too- have
3: a, I have a goat there you go what, there you way, kind of right goat? There.
0: what kind of goat do you have I
3: have like? a uh, Nigerian dwarf <laughs> goat he doesn't you know he's not in the city he's what's out his and, name his name is Storm he's Storm. black he's like this little black and white goat
1: yeah, we used to have uh, we used to have goats, and we had pygmy goats.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's and, he's, a, he's a
1: and we used to like pygmy. let them like goats are a trip, man.
3: They're fucking hilarious, and they you love can, to cuddle. You're oh,
1: like, they're the best.
3: But they but they don't realize that they're awkward because they're like fucking horn is sticking in your chin and right. like, their hoof mm-hmm. is like on your balls, but
1: but still, see, they're still a demonic. It's got to have a horn and it's got to have <laughs> God, a hoof. You hear that? But no, but and and you could be laying there, you'll be chilling. The greatest thing I love about goats, honest to God, is that. Those little fuckers, they can jump on like the littlest space and just yeah, pop up.
0: They yeah, they can climb on a anything. Rock. Yeah. You'll yeah. be
1: laying there like this, and they'll jump up on your shoulder and just chill and balance and stare at you. Yeah, yeah, I love those. I, I love fucking guts, dude. I used to live next to some poor white trash motherfuckers on an Anderson Island. These dudes were cool. The workmen's, they were uh-huh. the first ones that taught me how to chew mm. Copenhagen, mm. and they used to put tell that me. Never ended since. And I love. I love tobacco. Anyway. <laughs> so I so they had goats And they used to fucking milk the goats
0: Right uh, there Would they just feed the goats Like fucking aluminum cans and they shit They would
3: just feed them with anything right? uh, yeah. Dude
1: you'll sit there And your belt will be gone And the goat will just be chewing <laughs> yeah.
0: How do they do that They got the stomach acid dude, so I they, don't anything They
3: fucking I don't yeah, know what it is They'll eat anything They'll yeah. eat anything Yeah
0: Hey tell us about um, Are you? Do you know uh, Do you know Marcel Blanco Cell from WCA Yeah okay. are, Have you fought him
1: Are you down to fight him <laughs>
0: Graffiti
1: artist, about, another graffiti artist. i thought maybe we'd have a challenge or something i'm just kidding you know what i would but his
3: his his twinkly eyes are just too much yeah, i just i just yeah. want to want, want to buy him a coffee And he's
0: on the show and we talked about um <laughs> we talked about his first really big piece where he did it how it went down and can you i'd love to hear about like what was what was the first time that you really got up in a real way where you were like kind of like this is this may be a little bit i bit off a little bit more than i could the repercussions maybe like when was that piece done and take us through there like how, how how old were you and how did that go down when you really busted and got up in a major way
3: uh shit you know what? It, it wasn't. It wasn't by myself that I did a, a, a wall that was like on a, on a massive scale. It was like four people, and mm. uh, it was this, um, my my old uh, my old school. One of my first mentors, who was a female named Eva Cockroft who have since passed for uh, from breast cancer. Mm. But back then, we had a we got a project at the Belmont Old Belmont High School. Okay. So if you drive down, like, uh, I think it's Second Street, you'll see that wall that goes from being, like, really small to really big, and it has, like, the evolution, the theory of evolution. Mm-hmm. It was done with paintbrushes and, like, all kinds of shit, and, dude, it took us six fucking months. Really? Yeah. And so they had me handle some sections in spray paint, mm-hmm. but, like I said, it was a group effort. It was a huge fucking undertaking. And, you know, Did
1: you ever do one, though, that you thought, like, it was not asked for they were gonna come down on you and and it was kind of like holy shit but it was a risk breaking workout. the law yeah the a law. rebellious the one law.
3: um eh. can't remember i mean you know a lot of those things were were more about like just the quick shit that i could get away with right. i wasn't trying to spend too much time you know uh, i wasn't really a graceful person, when I would go out bombing at night, I would fall and fucking <laughs> drop my paint and <laughs> wake up and see the finished product and be like, wow, it looks like shit. Like, that that <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many times I used to finish pieces at <clears throat> Belmont Tunnel and paint over them. Right. I, without taking a picture, I would fucking hate them. Wow. I hated seeing any of my shit done. My friends would be like, dude, it looks cool. Leave it alone. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to change it. And I change the color scheme. All right, that's cool. Leave it. Like, no, nah, I don't like it. Paint over it.
1: But so so, let me ask you this then, because um, you went to what was? Oh, it? you know
3: what? Let me now that I think about it, yeah. I got something. Okay, here we go. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like the most like. I would say it's one of the more riskier bombing si- situations I went on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> was in uh, Berlin, Germany, in 1995. Okay. And uh, me and Man One went out with a couple of riders from out there. This one, Kat Escher and Bucks, right? And we were going to do spellouts, right? So they were RCB crew. And we were COI, so we figured out we would write, spell out revolution. Re- revolution can be cause of insanity. Okay. And so me and Manuel are like, fuck, we're going to get busted. Because every 10 minutes we had to hide under the train tracks for the train to come in, mm-hmm. right? The, the commuter train. But on the other side of the wall was the fucking Autobahn. So there was really like no place to run. It was like, mm-hmm. and the station was like maybe 50 yards from where we were painting or 100 yards and uh, so we just start going at it we're just like fuck it let's go right so we start doing these big pieces and they're about like the side the letters are about like a little bit bigger than our our reach you know like we're fucking filling in a whole spell out cause of insanity and we just fucking just do it right we get the outline up we get it done we fucking run all the way back across the fucking tracks to the other side to where our Mm -hmm. homie was hanging out asylum was just like waiting watching us yeah Dude, we get over there and our cause of insanity spell out was as big as these motherfuckers are. And <laughs> <laughs> that was in Germany. Yeah. Man. And needless to say, they didn't finish their spell out because they ran out of paint, but mm-hmm. they just went bigger than we had even kind of. We were like, we're going to go around this big, right? And mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got back and their shit just dwarfed our whole spell out. Really? Yeah. That was. Man. That was,
1: so, because um, I, was, I was also reading that you, now what, is it Estria that you, were, that you went and did the graffiti battles? You won like 2011, 2013, or what was it? How did that go? Tell us about that. First of all, what the hell is Estria?
3: Estria is a dude from uh, San Francisco who was uh, one of the original writers from San Francisco who's also Hawaiian, and I think originally was from Hawaii. Hawaii. Right, and uh, he had a foundation that he was doing, and uh, it was a nonprofit, and they were just doing like a lot of graffiti-based events. And he had this idea to do uh, the SGO graffiti battles. Right. right. So he would get different artists together, and they would all battle, and they would throw out a theme word. Right. So, like the first year that I won, the theme word was "heal." As so, in H E A. Yeah. So then you have to do a piece and so it's like lettering style, a composition and does, overall. Does just everyone creative. have the
1: same equipment? Like do they give everyone we the same We all had paint? the
3: same paint, we all had the same amount of uh, the same amount of cans and that was it.
1: And what about time? Did they give it Time everything? the same amount of time? How much time did they give it?
3: I think it was 3 hours, maybe maybe 5 hours.
1: And then do you, are you invited to the graffiti battle?
3: They used to uh, some of them used to battle to get to the main battle. Mm-hmm. Right. So different cities, different Different mm-hmm. dudes of battle,
1: right? Yeah, and then, <clears throat> and then, um, and then, when you go into, because you don't seem, you don't strike me as a guy that's heavily into competition in a sense. Like I don't get the sense from you that you're, you know, your ego's super involved in trying to be who's the best. But you were invited to this, so were, do, were you feeling competitive? Did you feel pressure? Did you know you were gonna
3: win? I, I just wanted to do the best that I could do for myself, you know, and uh, the idea of like winning like a trophy or anything like that I was like I mean I never won a trophy for anything in my fucking life (laughs) Mm. and I I don't think you know my my brother I have an older brother who was a big influence in my life for everything you know he was into lowriders he had a lowrider when I was a kid he used to draw crazy shit when I was a kid so he was kind of like my my uh, the dude that was like kind of who I used to look up to played drums he was in the metal all that (laughs) shit everything you think (laughs) of big totally big influence so, uh I don't, he won a a trophy for a fish fry in
0: 1973.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I yeah. love fish fry. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think we still have that trophy somewhere. It's like a little <laughs> tiny trophy with it's a, a little fryer that's basket. What you cooking, want, dude? Cooking the I fish guess, fry, I guess I don't like know, dude. Fish? No, from cooking the <laughs> fish fry. That's dope. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I've I've never done anything like I don't think yeah, I could ever win a trophy. Yeah. But then I saw the gold spray can trophy, and I was mm-hmm. like. I kind of want that. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I'm going to have to fucking get that. I think I'm about to get that. <laughs> so we yeah. did, uh, the first word was heal. And um, I, I just, I don't sketch things, right? They gave people time to sketch. I don't sketch things. I just kind of, do? I sit and like, I don't want to say meditate, but I do kind of go within or kind of go into like a, like a into zone. a zone. And so I was walking second, and with this second. word heal. Right? And yeah. I'm walking and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to let the spirits talk to me and see mm-hmm. what's up, you know? And then I looked on the floor and there was a big fucking feather. So I picked the feather up. I put it in. <laughs> I put it on my person and I just start going at it. And I, and I, you know, I, I remember that at the time there was like a bunch of oil spills happening, but mm-hmm. there was also like some some wars going on, which seems to be the case all the time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did this spell out with like a decapitated uh, crane head and like, it wasn't I mean, it was just like the the crane was like the owl somehow and yeah i don't know and i won that shit i got it i got my truck i got my first trophy how did it feel it felt cool man i can't you know wipe the stupid shit in the green off my face that's good man yeah, yeah that that it's is good. good did yeah. your
1: dad ever come around and say man you've really accomplished something you've vile I mean does he even call you vile <laughs> nah
3: definitely vile. not that hell no I think one time he said I think one time he said that's a nice painting that's, that's about it my dad is a very stoic very not very affectionate very you know keep your distance I'm, I'll keep my distance right and uh, that's, the way, that's the way I grew up with that.
1: And what about your mom? Was she ever like, oh, my God, you know, you did so well, or I love your work? Or just Yeah, yeah she, was more, yeah,
3: she was more into it. She was more of the supportive one. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, she was buying me uh, fucking canvases or anything like that. It right. Just, she just never wanted me to get busted. Right.
1: And then did you win again at Estria? I thought you, there was. A-
3: <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I won three years in a row and then they stopped doing them.
1: You just killed him. So <laughs> you put him <laughs> out of business. There was no <laughs> more graffiti. They were like, much. we can't afford these gold cans anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's
3: just, you know, it's just, uh, I, when I paint, I paint, you know, with intent. I don't, I don't paint to hang out or socialize or drink beers.
0: That's what Mike Tyson used to say. When I fight, I fight with intent.
3: <laughs> right.
0: Well, when, you, when you write when you, when you do it you do it with intent yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't
3: the, I rarely use uh, you know sketches or anything right. like I'll do a loose sketch kind of sometimes to show where it's gonna lay yeah but I just grab cans and just paint just throw it up right
1: and then so basically you're the Mike Tyson of graffiti <laughs> oh shit don't say that
0: <laughs> people need to do more things with intent these days though I right? think so a bunch of people operating with no intent
1: why are you, you're trying to stir the pot? You're trying to get me crazy right now. Man. That bro. shit drives me crazy. No intent
3: at all. Well, I no think the other thing too. I think the other thing too is that people they don't think about long-term uh effects. Oh know? hell no. They oh. do some stupid shit yeah. for ten minutes of Instagram fame and then yeah. Yeah.
0: we're gonna have to I mean, I mean a lot of people, yes. I, I should I was about to say something i'll say it anyways but sometimes you see some of these chicks bro and they're just like like just spreading them open and just like these crazy shit just to get some likes and i'm like god damn that shit's all over the internet like you can't, everybody's got to see you now you, well, you, know, what? you know but what? then and i let's... see people jumping in front of moving cars to get yeah, hit but... just to get a fucking you uh, know
1: let me tell you something let me tell you
0: something idiots.
1: like wait, look <laughs> oh, man
0: idiots these
1: this type of attitude Short term gain, inability.
0: You mean imbecility? What do they call that? Idiocy. Idiocy, there you go. But
1: this type (laughs) of attitude of going for short term gain or uh, instant gratification, not being able to delay gratification Mm -hmm. for longer. This thing goes, like, when you read about Socrates, and we're talking like thousands of years ago in Greece, right? He was talking about that. There was already a society already doing that. You don't need the internet. You don't need Instagram. You don't need any of this media shit in order to show that. Yeah, there's a lot of people who 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 can't think through a situation and act on impulse. Okay, so that that's that's a that's that's part of a maturation process. I think. Yeah, my opinion anyway is in a human being, whether it's a man, woman, fucking goat, zygote, whatever. The you you go through a process. There's a point in which you understand that uh, you're not getting the results you want, right? From what it is that you've really said you wanted to do. And there's a point in which you start to be able to look within. This is what the Buddha said. And the Buddha, we're talking like thousands of years ago, the Buddha basically said like, look, you know, your, your entire life is controlled by the way you think. You can't blame anybody else. If you think like, look how he beat me and da, 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 da and you have this negative thought, then your life's gonna look negative. If you think positive and take personal responsibility, then you're gonna be able to do something about your fulfillment, your satisfaction. But in order to do that, there's so many childish immature impulses that you gotta knock down. And you don't even need modern society. Jealousy. You know, whose dick is bigger, who's got more money, whose chick is hotter. Who's the most handsome? Who's the strongest? All those things factor. He's the
3: strongest. <laughs>
1: yeah, Steve's definitely the strongest. So <clears throat> so when, when we talk about the it might seem more apparent now because you have all that stuff. But I, I think about it and I think, I think one of the first traps, one of the first traps of critical analysis or real thinking, one of the first traps, if we're really going to be real is to think that this is, this, is, this is a phenomenon that is new or, or even worse than it's ever been. I got to think, because even, you know what, I'll tell you. I fucking read a lot of shit about uh, Indians at the time uh, when the settlers were coming. And you know, even at that time, there were Indian elders who refused to teach the old way to the younger Indians. The mm-hmm. elders, think about that for a second. Okay, like really fucking put yourself in the mind frame of like, you're an elder Indian who knows the old ways, and your job is to transmit that to the younger people, right? And you're watching your world slowly crumble in front of your eyes because of this other civilization that's coming, and you know what? It doesn't look like it's gonna stop anytime soon. It's, it's, it's inevitable. You've tried everything. You've you've said prayers that you believed. It's having no effect. I mean, really think about how psychologically yeah. Im- like, powerful that would be, right? But then they had this other generation of Indian, and It wasn't all of them. Well, there was a lot of young Indians that didn't do this. But they had what they termed hang around the Fort Indians. Hang around the Fort Indians. And the elders wouldn't teach these young people that were hanging around the Fort Indians any of the old ways because they were already polluted. They were mm. already giving in to the impulse. They were hanging around the forts.
0: So they didn't want to waste it? Kind Well,
1: it, they didn't think that they deserved it. Mm. They didn't have the dignity and the self-respect because these Indians were hanging around the very enemy that was crushing their civilization, drinking their liquor, firing their guns, getting involved in all this bullshit. Like hanging around the fort, and some of the elders were like, I'm not fucking with those. They're done. I'm right, not I helping. I
0: got those dudes oops.
1: Yeah, and so that would fall into the category, I would think, of the idiocy of what you're saying. Like, how come they didn't think long-term? How come they weren't thinking? You know who was thinking long-term? Sitting Bull was thinking long-term. <laughs> Sitting Bull was thinking long-term, and he was trying to figure out a way that we could plant a seed of American Indianness or whatever that is. In people that would be preserved through all the standardized bullshit that commercialism is going to come down upon us with, mm-hmm. right? And it, and, and it, and, and there is actually, and it's not just in American Indians, but it, it's in some white people. It's in, it's in some black people. It's like it, it exists. This germ. This is the one thing that's one of the few things that's redeeming about America is that no matter which way you slice it. There's an American Indian piece in that identity that won't go away. That's why you have pioneer dudes that are half kind of like living like Indians. The whole idea of living off the grid and saying, fuck the federal government. I'm going to live out in the fucking bush and do my own thing. That's Indian. Yeah. That's fucking Indian. Yeah. So that's when I think about that. I think that and I think like you're right. There is a lot of people that are doing stupid shit for instant likes and might not get them anywhere. But then I have to go back in my mind and say, you know what? There's always those people. I don't know who they are, why they do it. You know, an interesting guy to listen to is Jim Rohn. He's one of these motivational guys. But he goes, you know, I used to try to figure out that. Like, what is that? But he just said there's always some people that are mockers. There's always some people that are laughers. There's always going to be some people that don't get it. There's always going to be some people that give in to impulses because they got low self-esteem. Whatever. And so in that level, I think, like, because... We're all, gonna, we're all using Instagram right now. We just went Instagram Live. So we all know that there's a place for it, right? There's a way to use these new tools that don't have to undermine our integrity or our essence or whatever it wow,
3: is. Wow, you did real good because oh, you I see mean, this guy's post. You do it with intent. Know, like post do, cool shit. Post with intent.
0: That's it. <laughs> post with intent, post with intent. You you intent That Now that is,
1: now that, post with intent. I think you should fucking put that up on a wall. That's a that's yeah. a that's an idea that's not as as a you know that's an idea that's fresh in the sense of
3: your marrying I mean, up. Yo, I see people you know at night posting drunk girls posting drunk, and I'm yeah. like, holy fuck, man, you're gonna regret that one in the morning. And in the morning, the fucking post is gone. It's like,
0: yeah. <sighs> what is, what is some of um you know you taught you touched for a second on it. You touched on about the craft and your craft and right. about keeping it um genuine you know and yeah. um, and kind of maybe that versus what's going on or, or how, how how was it that you, you felt you know in a time where graffiti artists if I were to say that and I consider a lot of graffiti artists that are my friends artists I just call them artists you mm-hmm. know but if you were to say I know that like there is a surge of graffiti art that's becoming extremely popular in the mainstream right now um getting a lot of focus. And how how through this, because I, I watched people like Risk and different artists really do this shit for real, bro. Like they weren't making any money. They yeah. were fucking working part-time jobs and not working it out and their whole thing was to get up. And <gasps> there was mean, no or, money.
3: Or risking their lives. Right, and yeah. risking their lives. You know, um, uh, Retina and fucking Zess are like perfect examples of that. Like dudes <laughs> that were like, you know, on overpasses and hanging off of buildings like <laughs> holy fuck right that was shit that I was so glad that like came after kind of like my time you know yeah like, I mean I I would have definitely fallen I'm mm. I'm not the most graceful motherfucker like I said before you know
0: like, yeah how do you what where is the where's the sellout point where is the integrity and how have, how have you come to cross those lines? I don't
3: I don't think I mean, I think, you know, things can be kind of perceived as sellout, but I think at the end of the day, we, we always go back to to where we came from, you know? And that's not <coughs> something that, like, unfortunately, you can shake off that easily. You know what I mean? Like, that threat is always there or that that calling is always there to, like, where you like, oh, I think I could probably just, you know, just go fucking paint under that bridge for, you know, One night, or do something stupid, and and then you know, you're back at square one. You know what I mean? Let me
1: ask you a question. Kind of along the lines that Steve asked, which is, fuck, you're a guy that has done a lot of art in a public space. Yeah, right. You're not a guy that's fucking, you know you know like picasso like in a room by yourself fucking up some shit and then you take it to a museum that's inside a space yeah. and all that other bullshit you're all I out. mean you're in a public arena in your decades tell us what has changed about the american public space from what you see
3: oh more openness to the art right more acceptance of the art people that are our age are now in 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 marketing you know mm. so they're in control of that like they're the ones that there's some of them are heads of corporations now, or are head heads of companies that have that money to say like dude i grew up with your work I, I remember you painting back in the day like now i have some money to throw at you to come paint my fucking warehouse or my studios or whatever
4: right
3: um and now there's not that negative connotation that there, there used to be with gangs right so like yeah. graffiti went hand in hand with like oh you're a gang member oh you do that gang shit and you're like I, you know <clears throat> that's not where I came from like my art pulled me away from that you know what I mean so um, for me now it's just the now I have the the luxury of choosing where I want to put it up sometimes you know yeah sometimes you know I like to go on a lot of road trips but I also like to take the roads that are like not traveled you know the like fucking scary abandoned roads the it's
1: always the with scary like a little, demon shit with, with you. like a little house
3: <laughs> that is like just dilapidated just you know totally decrepit and i go into that fucking place and i'll paint something in there and and that's like my new thing like that's the thing not my new thing but it's the thing that like kind of regenerates me to saying okay now i could go back and paint these fucking wait a second jobs wait a second
1: wait a second
3: this is interesting
1: so you're saying like on a certain level when you do professional work Mm -hmm. which is still your work right it gives
3: you the money and and it gives you the the ability to take some time off to go and Further explore and research right. yourself, yeah.
1: But then when you take a road trip and you find like an abandoned house or like in a ghost town or some yeah. kind of like whatever, right? For you, it refills you mm-hmm. to do some artwork inside something like that.
3: That isn't seen by a lot, but maybe just the spirits get to enjoy. You know, It's like an offering to that. So that's like your offering.
0: Yeah, that's dope. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I like that.
3: Is there? I mean, are you able to
1: tell us, like, hey, you know, if you go down, reach, <laughs> like, is Because maybe somebody might want to check one out. Is there, or is that just? Those are like,
3: just, you know, those are things that you know. If if you get guided there, then you're in the right if you place. Find it;
0: it was a gift.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you're actually putting real Easter eggs out in the world, and yeah. that's your offering. And you're saying this is for the spirits. It's yeah. not for any recognition. Right. Well, I mean,
3: I'll post it. I love it. But yeah, if you find it, cool. If you don't find it, cool.
0: That's fucking dope. What are some of? Can you share with us some? What are some of the big like when when I've seen a lot of stuff from you, man? And can you share with us some of the bigger jobs that you've done? What are some of the things that on a professional, maybe a more corporate level or a professional level on a big scale that you've done that you're proud of? Or, um, or you, you know, what's,
3: Lexus has been really cool. I've been working wow. with Lexus for a while, and they're really cool. And uh, they lately, we just did a like a mini documentary where they came to my studio and filmed and then they shot me like getting into a lexus and driving a lexus around so i drove a lexus around downtown with like fucking big cameras on it and shit all night but the police escort (laughs) really drove it around and shit they got different shots of me
1: (laughs) this guy probably used to run from the police now he's got a police escort (laughs) (laughs) uh
3: so they've been really cool and just letting me be me they don't want even in this last thing that they did i didn't have to mention them at all
1: let me ask you a question like what happens what's it like working with somebody that's actually from lexus and they're like hey like what w- is it is it interesting oh
3: they're they're totally hip they're hip as fuck like they, they are they, oh man they're they're, they're hip as fuck because yeah. like i'm imagining
1: well, some like weird uptight german person. Nah, their
3: marketing company or their marketing their reps are uh, walton isaacson so they're like really cool and so actually uh one of the dudes that grew up painting graffiti you know back in in the days is from there now. He's an art director there. Yeah. That's Angst. Is an art director at uh, Walton Isaacson. So if you know about old school graffiti or LA graffiti, Angst was a big bomber back in the day.
1: And Didn't you work on a big project with other people, but you did an LA city mural that uh, they wanted to paint over and then city council voted to preserve it. Weren't you a part of that? It was like a huge painting somewhere downtown LA.
3: I can't recall that one Really? Yeah
1: I'm gonna look that up Because I pulled that up And I saw that And you were one of one the
3: of- One of the most dangerous And scary places I've ever painted Was Gaza
1: Gaza What happened? Mm-hmm. Did you get shot at?
3: No I mean It's just basically Being in a war zone With no, right. With no weapons Right mm-hmm. You know Fucking Thousands of miles away From What home. did you guys paint? Yeah We went and painted In schools With some of the youth
1: What did you eat in Gaza? What are they eating over there? What did you eat?
3: Oh, uh, same shit. Mediterranean food.
1: Yeah? Is yeah. your hummus better than the hummus here? or was it Oh, like yeah, of, of course. <laughs> yeah. The marketplace,
3: yeah. like, the marketplace, you would go into the marketplaces, and they would have, like, you know, like, when you go into, like, swap meets or when you go to farmer's markets. Yeah. But in this case, it was just pickled everything. Like, different colors, and they would have, like, uh, curry powders and yeah. all this stuff. Like yeah. Shit, like, yeah. artistic, dude. That sounds good. Beautiful. But, huh? you know, the conflict there is very complicated and uh, very... Um, volatile it's 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 scary it's just fucking you hear bombs going off you know there's all kinds of shit happening so yeah i don't you know i i feel for it's it's really it's a really intense place to be for fucking three weeks that i was there right
1: yeah and then i also read somewhere that you are like a artist in residence at some place and that you work with kids uh
3: yeah i used to be a artist in residence at a At a spot in East LA, or now in Boyle Heights, called South Up Graphics. Yeah. And yeah, I taught. In general, I've taught um, urban, quote unquote, urban art Mm -hmm. to uh, to youth like throughout Los Angeles for at least uh, fifteen years.
1: That's awesome. Can you imagine getting lessons from Vile?
3: That
0: would be dope. That'd be (sighs) dope. How many countries have you been to? This art is taking you. I mean, have you been to? Have you been to Japan?
3: You know what? Mm. I have not been to Japan. Okay. I need to go to Japan. But everybody's always like, oh, Japan's too small for you. You're going to be like fucking Godzilla over there. <laughs> That's exactly why <laughs> you was should there. Go. That's why yeah. you should go out out there. Japan. works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could treat oh, you like a yeah? god. Yeah, Oh, nice, yeah, bro. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Spain, Germany, Ireland, the UK. What do you uh, think of Spain? I like uh, Barcelona better than... Madrid, yeah, Madrid's kind of like a big,
1: kind of like anonymous, kind of like big city, Barcelona, I I like Barcelona, I love Spain, the Spanish people in Spain, they were super nice
3: Yeah, they talk fast Yeah, yeah,
1: what about, now let me ask you this
3: Wait, uh, can I take a, yes, absolutely Yeah, of course right, (laughs)
1: boom You know, yeah, when you come back, we're going to ask you to do a graffiti art of uh, Manscaped, (laughs) our our, our fucking
3: sponsor (laughs)
0: Okay (laughs) right. we, we show them where the baño's at, doggy, yeah. for War Robert. Don't
3: forget to take off your headphones. Oh, shit. Yeah. Or have the bike on me, like, naked it <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> we done something
1: like that. We have done something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because I, <sighs> I didn't have Sean sign off on how everything looked. I wanted to make sure that And
0: was it all good? Yeah. Yeah, Sean, edit right, right together.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we were recording.
0: What time is it right now? I say we get this wrapped up in the next 10-15 minutes with him. Okay. I don't think there's a bunch more deeper we can go with this guy. The
1: only thing I want to really know from him is fucking, did he ever take any weird mushrooms? Because he talks about mushrooms and I want to hear about Well, let's shit. hear
0: some drug stories.
1: Yeah. I want to hear about like, some weird mushroom shit. And then other than
0: that, it was a cool dude to talk to, man. I want it. Oh, I, I thought you I was going to give us something on was- like some fucking getting busted and going away for fucking six months because he bombed on the side of the fucking social security building <laughs> but there was no stories like that no what's that Spidey rock? <clears throat> very different than Cell's you know what I'm saying totally
1: yeah, but he's like he's a very gentle guy you
0: know yeah but Cell too was in was totally like yeah, played right. in a punk rock band was in the metal was in the, all, all that shit affected him you know what I'm saying like yeah. the music and then I mean Punk rock into fucking graffiti. Is that a piece he did?
2: Yeah, he did that at the, the container. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah that thing
0: oh, that's too. ill, bro. Yeah, it's in the, it's that's in the crazy, room. bro.
2: You know your pictures at the container too, right? Uh, is that the one that you put up? I saw something with yeah. You. So where I'm I so 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 inside they have a Montana um, spray can store. So yeah. We we walked in and. I see your picture on the wall, and I'm like, what the fuck, why, what the fuck is it doing there? Yeah, why is it So, there? so, so, so I, I asked the guy, I said, you know, do you know that guy? He's like, no, he goes, you know, someone said that, you know, we kind of look like each other, so they just, they put up the picture, and then they- Did I look, look like that, dude? No. Oh. So, so when he said, t- tell me, I was like, you're going to trip out. I said, you know, I, I know him. He goes, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I know him. So we just started laughing. So I, I, I took on pictures. Yeah, let me see. He and I was wondering about it. Yeah. Like, oh, Where's like, your picture at?
1: It's up there in the fucking.
0: It's you know, up in the Montana so store at the
1: container. It's, I'm so handsome, Andy. like. Damn. I should be charging for that, but I don't. Because Is our
0: guest it's, over here? Is one of our guests? <laughs> <laughs> it's a I, yeah.
1: You know, we're trying to figure out, like, uh, maybe have people come down to hang out like before the show or. whatever.
0: Yeah, the the drink. Drink. Yeah, or just, you know, have some drinks and do whatever. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> Look, crystal right Look, crystal meth right here. Just
2: saying it like the guy might recognize
0: it. Mm-hmm. So,
2: here's a, this is a video. Huh? Yes.
0: Look at that, dude. Look at that, bro.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude that shit you know what? Let's go down there and you film me like being
0: like, hey, wait a second. What <laughs> yeah. is that? Did you guys yeah, pay hey, me? Yeah, exactly.
1: I'll yeah. be a thousand dollars, please.
0: We do what that. did they get what is that?
2: I don't know. And how is it so big?
0: They is took it, it from the inside that's me and you standing there. That's yeah, a that's picture that's of me and you. In the day. Yeah.
2: I think that was a picture when you guys were I think Leck was in that picture too.
0: I think it's the one with me and you together.
2: We were, I was like flexing. Yeah. It's in, I think it's in the backyard. That's fucking like hilarious. Yeah, it's in the backyard.
0: That's from that's from their uh, office in OC. What's up?
2: What's up? Hey. hey now. Yeah, that's it right there. Dude, that's crazy. And they put the little, like a like a weight or something. Yeah,
0: like a barbell. I was like, You're the home, you look at that? That's funny, bro. I think that's that great. That
1: is, that's right outside the old law office. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I was like, mm, that's was great home, bro so I that.
1: this is so funny I wanna go down there though yeah you gotta go down there
0: bro are you kidding me that's you got your... I think that's hilarious yeah, bro you
2: definitely gotta pop in there and just be like I'll take a picture with the thing and the guy
1: Yo. Oh, where's my So, uh Mr. Reyes <laughs> Mr. Reyes. Mr. Reyes Vile <laughs> the demonic painter. God oh, Jesus. The wizard. Um I want to go over a couple of quick things um Number 1 is We've got a um, we got a photo contest show coming up, uh-huh. and Esteban Oriol's going to judge. Oh, sick! Who's the new prince of photography? Oh, mm-hmm. damn. So all these hipster motherfuckers and all these novices and all and these Instagram
0: photographers,
1: dilettantes and ingenues, right? They're, gonna, they're <laughs> sending in all their photos to info at hardluckshow and then Esteban's going to hand select some, and then they're going to come in and they're going to get judged by the great Esteban Oriol as to their composition and all that other kind of stuff awesome you know what would be cool is if we did a, a show where people who thought they could do graffiti send that in and then we could have vile. yeah hey, oh man. shit listen yeah
0: that might be the next contest oh,
1: yeah shit. you know what you're biting some shit that actually I'm looking at that that looks like something that Risk did back in 1982 yeah, back yeah, yeah. in Berlin you
3: know what's funny is that that's I, I'm kind of like that like I, I do kind of like you, you know you can what?
1: spot Just, that out yeah, yeah 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 I love that um <laughs> Um, the other thing that we have is uh, um, uh, we also have a, um, a show that we're going to do on the Wonderland Murders. We're going to do a deep dive yes, on the we Wonderland are. Murders. We're wow. on the floor. And we're going to do a Zapatista show.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Sub-commander are you, you, goes- what, what's your thought on the Zapatistas? Uh, I mean, they were kind of the influence in me painting the eyes and just starting to paint the eyes. I love that. You know yeah, do I, mean? I want to go to like, man. Hell yeah. I have some friends that have been there that can help you out, man. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. So does Maria. Soto. Do. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's,
1: let's do a hard luck show from fucking shop. I would
3: let's love go, that. I mean, I'm part of the team now, right? No. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you are. Hell
0: yeah. Are you kidding? I <sighs> would, man, that's probably one of the trips, the top three trips in my life I want to make. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's mark that down. Vial, a, Vials well, coming with
0: us. Yeah. Since, come on. You know. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, we'll go
1: down there. We'll fucking get weird. Let's just get fucking weird. Go to Chiapas. do we'll get too
0: weird because they going yeah. fucking end up shooting your ass. Nah, dude. Yeah, listen, yeah, dude, listen when I say terrible. weird,
1: I mean off the grid. They're, those those yeah, guys are super bro. revolutionary. Yeah, let's go down yeah. there
0: with a generator. Hell yeah. We'll make yeah. some shit out
1: of <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll bring a bunch of hard luck shirts and a bunch of stuff and leave it all up there with them. Dude, and
1: yeah. we should ask somebody down there to design a hard luck show, Chiapas. Version of the shirt.
0: You know right? what? You remember when Zach uh you know choreographed that huge drive down. Remember that where everybody oh. followed and drove down mm-hmm. and then left cars and left fucking food and like we needed we should maybe do something like that. We
1: should. Maybe we should do that. like a GoFundMe where we say, like, look, you put up the funds. Right, we go down there and then we donate whatever resources or money to the people in Chiapas
0: fighting, and we'll bring you a show direct from, from the it. fucking heat of the jungle. Bro, we buy a couple of trucks that'll make it down there, ah, and we're gonna go it. down there and we're gonna leave the trucks and with th- all the goods, and we'll fly back.
1: And all the Mexican tanks that are like right on the edge, we'll have yeah. Vile fucking paint some eyeballs on the fucking Mexican tanks. <laughs> t- what do you think about that, Vile?
3: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I want to say that we're uh, we're broadcasting from the great Mayfair. Mayfair downtown. Mayfair Hotel. Seventy. We love the Mayfair Hotel. We love it. Where Lepke used to fucking buy. What did Lepke? Sherm. Sherm? Down here? Yeah, yeah. yeah and now and
0: Esteban Oreos' work is on the 11th floor. Right. Risky. There's a number of artists here. Right. So you need to come check out. Uh, each floor ha- is devoted to a different artist. You know what we need Great. to
1: do is fucking. Get,
0: get Vile in here? Yeah, tell Absolutely. them what they're missing out. They need a big Vile piece in this place.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, fucking, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? The fuck?
0: And where's Vile's floor? <laughs> yeah. You should give them the lobby.
1: We'll call that. We'll call the actual... you give me
0: the
3: fucking basement. Yeah. yeah. see
0: <laughs> something, bro.
1: The title of the, <laughs> the show... The restroom something, right? Yeah, the title My of the man, show so. will be called What the Fuck. And oh, there'll just be vile shit all mm-hmm. over the place. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: Um, what the fuck took so long? That's right. the end of the show.
1: exactly. <laughs> and uh, and then when the other contest we got is a Manscaped Contest where um, listeners... Put in like a, a five star review. Take a picture of it. Send it to us. We pull it out, and you win like one hundred and fifty dollars with the Manscaped step. Bless you. Excuse me. Manscaped uh, is a man's grooming uh, equipment, machines. Da 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 da. But below the belt. Below Dude, the belt. Do, bro, you, do you shave your balls? Vile. Do you shave your balls?
3: You know what? I'm part native. but I don't got to. not too hairy right yes sir dude we had a guy Uh, you know what's funny is that I used to you know every now and then like around summer like I used to make this joke down at the container yard which is a place uh, I curated for a little while yeah and I used to say damn need some fucking ball bomb down here. Ball bomb. They make it. They they make it it now. All that shit I was joking about, they fucking make it. No bat wings. No No bat bat wings. wings. No 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 stick. No fruit roll up. No fruit roll up.
1: (laughs) You know what, dude? So they do. They got ball deodorant. They got uh, whatever to keep the bat wings off to uh-huh. keep you fresh. They got the manscape. They got Damn. the trimmer. They got a trimmer that they designed that won't catch a wrinkle and cut a, uh, cut your balls. Oh, and wow. we had a guy named Schmidty who was uh, lefty. I mean, but everybody driver. knows
3: you're supposed to squeeze your balls when you shave them. Exactly, I mean, not bro. that I shave them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Are you shaving someone else's balls? Right? You're not squeezing <laughs> out the wrinkle, then you're playing with fire, right, hey, dude? Schmidty said he caught a wrinkle and yeah, he was. Well, blue. look at Schmidty. Look right. who he is. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. So listen, listeners of the show, though, uh, if they put in Lucky 20, listen, Vile, Yo. you know, it's really important that artists don't sell out to any kind of commercial anything. OK, so if you go to <laughs> Manscaped.com, Lucky 20, and promo code, you get 20% off uh, the products. And Lucky 20. Sh- Lucky 20. Do it, and- f-
3: do it for her. Do it for her. If not for yourself, do it for for her. Dude, the
1: chances of her doing some crazy shit down there are much higher if you don't have a giant bush. That's
3: right. And I say do it for her because, you know, if you're doing it for him, you're you're already ahead of the game with that.
0: Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Do it for him. Do it for her. Right. I mean, and do it for them. Do it do for, for them. them. Yeah. Do it for I, them.
1: I think that's where we draw the line, though. Yeah. We're not going any further than her, that's him, it, and or that's them. That's it, bro. There's that's nothing it. beyond nothing, that. Right? Nothing beyond that Nothing. Okay. We're not going to go there. But anyway, okay. So uh, that's the Manscaped stuff. Listen, it's real important for artists to have integrity. And never sell out. Manscaped.com. Lucky twenty.
0: All <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: so uh, also go to daily cella what is this can you explain that we got daily so
0: cella ch- is like a and I I'm I mean, gonna just call it what it is man it's a it's like a Chicano newsfeed and uh, but I say that and I don't want to exclude anybody right it just has a lot of Chicano news and a lot of news about our gente um, but everybody go check out uh, daily at daily cella um it's a great great site just like just really cool and you can catch our show on that site as well
1: right they promote the show you got feed. a lot of people that
0: are supporting
3: so now really
0: shout I'm, out the brand in at daily chill i want
3: to know about those hard uh hard luck t-shirts yeah those hard luck t-shirts man oh. yes those things are, are fucking legit yo you guys they gotta, are legit. they and, are legit and thank you
1: thank you and <laughs> and shipping within the United States. Hit me up at Chumahan. Look, motherfuckers. Some of you all are a little crazy because you're like, I can't find you. There's only one fucking Chumahan on Venmo. At Chumahan Venmo, hit me up. Give me your address. Give me the size of your shirt, and we're going to fucking get it out to you. And all of that's going to buy even better. Bigger, better equipment. Equipment. It's
0: in larger show. It's show. to
1: support the show. Yep. And it's also to get Vile down to Chiapas so he can fucking spray paint some tanks.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: You know what I want to know? And I really want to know this. And I, and I want to cut the bullshit right now. Let's just right. fucking cut the bullshit, Vile. Cut that goddamn bullshit. I want to know, first of all, have you ever done mushrooms?
3: Medicine? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you
1: ever done acid?
3: Yes, I have.
1: Okay, we're talking about medicine.
3: Mm-hmm. Are you currently on a microdose? <laughs> I should be, <laughs> but I'm not. No, yeah, okay. no, I need question. to. I need to uh, look into microdosing. Actually, okay. I got a good friend that microdoses, and he swears by it. Okay. Okay. And, and See, the thing is, is that the last time I did mushrooms, it's been quite some time, but I feel like they gave me what I needed, right? Mm. What did you need? Like I, I was, I learned whatever that elder in that, in that. Form uh, Needed to teach me Whatever it needed to say to me I heard it And I'm, I'm good right now where I'm at I don't feel a need to take them again right. I don't like to take I don't think they should be taken. I don't personally take them recreationally I take them again with intent sometimes And uh, it's been a while since I've taken them Let me
1: ask you a question Did you have What's the craziest Or most intense right Trip you ever been on? describe because there's a lot of people uh, that are There's listened. a couple, you know yeah. there's
3: there, well, you know every trip has its like peaks, right? Yeah. Like you get mm-hmm. into that peak and uh the best place I ever tripped, the most amazing fucking place I ever tripped was a place called Polihale in Kauai where I used to live. I lived in Kauai for like a year. That's awesome. And uh there's a beach out there and it's called like the gateway to like the other world, right? Mm. That beach. And that shit is like all the way at the end of uh, the, the the island, you know, like you can't you can't drive around the island. Like that's where the island stops. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the fucking sand is like baby powder. Wow. Yeah, and uh, you could see like you know like it looks like it has glitter in it type shit. Yeah. So I had a friend at the time who was living out there who was the uh, the connect for whatever you wanted, and he told me, "Hey, dude, I have some fucking liquid acid from Oaxaca today." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Looks like I'm eating fucking th- some acid today." Then, mm-hmm. right? So he had it in one of those uh, dri- mouth droppers that had, for like uh, bad breath, you know, like mm-hmm. the yeah, mints yeah, or like, yeah, nope. no, but it was like a little one that dripped. Yeah, really? I yeah. can't remember the name of it. And uh, he basically just put it on my fucking palm, and I licked it, and that was it. Lick- Lick- liquid drop, liquid acid, drops. one, dr- well, big fucking drops. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he went around and got like fucking twenty five people on the beach. Fucking just lifted
1: <laughs> so how long did it take you for the spirit world to grab you was it like 40 minutes you were waiting
3: uh maybe that like 30 minutes and just everybody was just tr- fucking on a really good one yeah it was really uh, intentionally beautiful um went up and like put chairs like right where the water comes up at the at the uh surf. at the surf yeah Put the put our chairs down and just sat right there. And every time the water came in, it felt like we were going out into the like further into the cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a. If you could ever eat acid and put your chair at the where the water comes in, that's a. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. Did you go to, get some uh, acid
0: and go down to Venice Beach and try that, buddy. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I saw uh, I saw a bunch of old school uh, Hawaiian like warriors. Locked arm in arm Facing the uh, Facing the ocean Yeah For like a mile All the way down To as far as I could see I saw that I saw wow. um, I looked into the sky And I was just Tripping out on it And I hadn't been in the city for a while So all the stars Turned into like Like city lights Right like in a building Or something Right and then So then I was like I was looking out Over the city But then I saw like A window open And like some Like being Or like a dude Came out and like Plucked a star and then closed his window. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, and then I saw, like, the rocks. Like, I was kicking it with the rocks because I I like rocks for some reason. Not not crack rocks or anything. Just (laughs) just boulders. Like, I just love, like, Mm. big rocks. And so I was kicking it with them. And they started, like, shifting a little bit, you know, just kind of, like, adjusting, kind of, like, getting more comfortable where they were. Mm -hmm. And so I was noticing that because I didn't think that anybody had ever really stopped to just take that into kind of consideration that these you know everything's living right right kawaii it's more evident than anywhere you get fucking trees that are just like Mm. they just change fucking positions on you and you're like that shit just (laughs) happened that (laughs) tree just like right, right 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 you know so um so i out of the many different fucking times that i took acid or took mushrooms while i was living there there was a lot of uh kind of uh things that stuck with me like realizations you know like i started thinking like maybe like wind doesn't actually exist right that i was thinking like plants are just dancing and the wind is happening but it's not that's not why the trees and the bushes are moving the trees Mm. and the bushes are moving just because they're dancing
1: so i love that Mm. I love that. I feel like that's a true artist mentality.
3: And the rocks were like, I was like, I started laughing and everybody's turned around and looked. They're like, what the fuck are you laughing at? Because everybody else is a little more sober at this point than me. And I was like, yo, like, you think these rocks ever get, like, lectured? You know? <laughs> 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 They're like, what the fuck are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? And I said, you know, you don't think there's like some other rock or some other rock somewhere saying like, yo, is that all you're gonna do? Like, with your whole life is just lay out he's at there. the beach? Like, don't you want to become a fucking building like your brother in Los Angeles or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now appearing next
1: week, appearing at the Knitting Factory is Vile. Yeah, he's got a yeah. whole
3: that's set of yeah. That's why jokes. I lay off the. Uh, I, I love
0: that.
1: You ever take a crazy, uh, do you ever have a crazy acid trip, or I a only mushroom had,
0: trip? I only had one acid, I mean one mushroom trip and and it wasn't like anything. It was really boring and like we what? ate way oh. too much. Just oh, over, ate too much mushrooms. Yeah. So then it was just like you we were stuck. I was just stuck and nothing Dude, was happening.
3: I had one like that. My homie, he's like, let's eat some acid. And then he just played video games the whole time. So then I went home. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck in my room and I was like looking at the carpet and it was yeah. like dirty. So I was trying to clean the carpet, almost like I was tweaking. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that one wasn't fun.
0: Uh-huh, you know, I just don't know. I overdid it. I overshot the mark. The
1: first time that I did acid, I was in India, in Goa.
3: <laughs> Have you seen the video on YouTube of that dude doing acid? No. And he's filming himself talking? No. Oh my God, dude. That shit is hilarious. He's some Indian dude from, 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 India. from India.
1: From India. Yeah. I. My, <clears throat> King Salmon and I went to India mm-hmm. right when we were in our twenties, mm-hmm. and we went to Goa. And in Goa is like it was colonized by the Portuguese, so it's kind of like the Western version of India. Uh-huh. Okay, and there's a lot of Vietnam vets and hippies that mm. retired there. Okay, I don't know why. Anyway, somehow, and I can't remember how, we had these motorbikes and we were going through all the jungle roads and all. that but Goa at that time, we're talking probably. Late '90s, Mm -hmm. go at that time had beautiful white sandy beaches, and there weren't tons of hotels and resorts and shit like that yet. So we got a hold of some acid, right? In India, Mm -hmm. right? Of all. (laughs) That's all you have to say. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not a good idea. Now, when I think about it, right, I'm like, but it didn't matter. So we sat there and we had this nice, beautiful for like pennies on the dollar, like thirty cents a day, right? Fucking beautiful, giant hotel room right on the beach. Mm. Like you open up the door and the sand comes right in the fucking thing. Mm. So we're sitting there and we take this acid. We've never taken acid before, right? So at least 30 minutes into it, we're like, man, this is some fucking bullshit.
0: Punk acid. Yeah,
1: right. someone fucking just burned us. What the fuck? Mm. So what do you expect? You're in India. What do you know? And then all of a sudden my cousin goes, hey, dude. So these fucking mosquitoes are fucking all over me, dude. And I looked at his arm, and I'm like, there's no mosquitoes on you. And then all of a sudden, I started feeling it. I looked at the door, and I was oh, like, oh, shit. And it fucking hit, and the door started breathing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This door started coming in. I'm like, look at the door. Look at the door. And so we looked at the door. And it took us probably an hour. We were looking at all kinds of stupid shit inside the, it took us an hour to get outside. Which is interesting that you were talking about the beach, because we went out to the beach. White sand. And I was fucking tripping balls. I mean, and there's no light pollution. We're way out in the jungle, and all these
3: stars. Fuck are huge, right? yeah!
1: And it's like you don't even need a flashlight because you can see everything. Yeah, because like
3: the sun. Yeah, that, the moon. That's what I was saying. I'm say, I was like sitting there. I go, "Fuck, man, this moon's so bright. I'm getting fucking moonburn." Right, exactly.
1: Oh. And we walked down to the beach, and then so I stood at the surf, like just like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. But the the surf would come in, and it was white foam. And they would spell words, and I was looking Sick. at. It, and then before I could read it, I, they it would almost, go away. It would break up and go away. Oh. And so I just stood there watching these messages that were just out of reach, coming to me from from the ocean. Wow, and it was a fucking heavy trip, dude. And uh, that's beautiful. Though. It was beautiful. It was great. That and I, I, you know, I now I'm a dad and stuff like that, and I, and, I, and I can't do all that. I mean, I could, but I don't. Yeah, but. I think that there is a place in people's lives for um, hallucinogens at some point. I think so. Right? To no. reach something beyond in the consciousness, like you said, think, the elders. I think
3: when, when people get stuck in this like society of like having to just like keep winning that bread, and you know, you talk to people sometimes, they're like, yeah, I would do that, but I, I got a daughter, dude, and I, I, I got bills, paid. and they're just like in that place. You're like, this is exactly when you need to do that. Right. This is exactly when you need to take that fucking time off of work. Mm-hmm or whatever it is, and just fucking go and just let yourself go to the universe. Like, and you know, to just eat something and sit and be with yourself. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: I totally agree. Medicine. Right. Medicine.
0: But when you say it to some people, they're like, they, they receive it as like, they're like, like you're saying, all right, you need to go take a vacation and go shoot some heroin. And they're like, what? You know, like they we use the term medicine. I think lately more and more there's the, What's the what's the what's the what's the one plant that ayahuasca? Ayahuasca, like people are becoming a little more open to this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like uh,
3: also though some of the some of the some of that medicine has been taken recreationally by some people without the respect it deserves. Right? Oh, it's absolutely! Like people
0: calling themselves shamans. Oh and yeah, doing you the fucking you thing. Do, yeah, yeah, you take fucking yeah. yeah.
1: I can't even. Do, I can't even tell you how many times. I've had people be like, "I want you to meet my shaman because I'm an Indian, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "What do you mean, meet your it's fucking funny. shaman?" I He's get like, that yeah. shit all
3: the time too. Or, or this one fucking oh man. The, the the greatest one is the one I get is that. Oh, you don't look Indian, and I'm Fuck like, you. I'm like, oh, what do I look like? And they're like, No, you look more like Indian from India. And I said, oh, that's funny. You know who else thought that? And they're like, and they go, who? And I go, Christopher Columbus, you fucking dick. <laughs> Dude,
1: you know what? I, I, my tribe's in Washington. I grew up on a reservation. I live in LA. And I literally, right. at least once every three months, have somebody be like, how did you migrate down to California? <laughs> I'm like, on a fucking plane, you fucking
3: asshole. They want to hear something. Yeah. They want, yeah. like, I get the, uh, so where are your? where's your family from? <laughs> <laughs> where no but like where's your dad from <laughs> I'm like oh yeah he's from this little reservation called East LA <laughs> you know what I mean it's like dicks like yeah. come on or dude or, or like imbeciles. the
1: weird new age people like I get that too where they come out and they're like I want to ask you like, you know, how can I commune with the fucking universe? And I'm like, what do you what, what the fuck are you talking to me yeah, about? Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's just it's it just if it's not there, it's not there, like there's no way you're going to get to it.
1: Dude, and that's true. And there's a part of it that you kind of don't talk about. Yeah, right? Yeah. There's a part of it that's like and I think what you're saying, Steve, about the recreational thing is true. I think like and even tobacco, right? American Indians were fucking smoking tobacco.
3: There was a different there was
1: a different thing about it,
3: oh, the fucking idea that there was weed in peace pipes, and that oh, they smoked peace pipes with weed in it, and that's how they fucking had these like, I'm like, oh my God, like this shit, I can't believe you're fucking saying this to me. like I'm just <laughs>
1: yeah, it's and it, fucking, it's weird because it's a weird space because you're like, do I come down like a ton of bricks on this fuck face? Yeah. <laughs> or do I just, you know, I got to go on with my day. I can't get stuck here with this fuck face.
3: I mean, because they're they're going to take it and twist it and then they're going to turn it and tell you that you're fucking, you know.
1: Why are you angry?
3: Yeah. You're why so angry you? or why are you fucking, you know.
1: I want to tell them, like, why aren't you angry?
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> like, why are
1: you okay with this? Yeah. Like, uh, you, uh, and you're not. You're pretending like you are, but you're not. And you know, when the housing crisis was happening, right, it was, um, it was an interesting thing because a lot of people got houses and stuff, and they took out these mortgages, and the banks let them, uh-huh. right, and they couldn't afford it, and then all of a sudden, they got their homes taken away, right? They got their land taken away. Right. And they were like, this is fucked up. And I'm like, now you know how American Indians feel. Yeah. Right? They made a promise. They made a deal. You signed some paper, and then all of a sudden, they took your shit. Let's mm that now you might actually be closer to an American. You should think about it in yeah, those Yeah, maybe
3: you should go through it in a more physical, <laughs> real <laughs> daily basis before you try to reach some spiritual level. Right. But it's always that um, culture vulture ultra mentality, right? Of like, mm. they just want to take what they like from it, mm. but they're not going to take any of that struggle. They're not going to ever feel any of that struggle. Mm-hmm. Well, they're think- not even going to feel what it's like to be you know, a person of uh, of a certain complexion uh-huh. during times where people of certain complexions are being persecuted uh-huh. around the world. Absolutely, Not to mention just in the U.S. alone, but around the world, you know? So anytime I travel, people are like, oh, you must love traveling. I'm like, it's fucking amazing, but at the same time, there's a heavy load you have to carry with you and you always have to keep your eyes open.
1: You know, the thing that I was thinking about was... Um I was thinking about how one of the things that I think is important about what you were saying about, you know, taking something and being with yourself and the idea about the recreational aspect of it. And that is right now we have an over reliance on rationalism or or reason. And I'm not saying I'm not against it. I mean, I'm a lawyer. I understand logic very well. But we have an over-reliance on it. And there's an aspect of thinking that you know or have access to all the information about something that is actually kind of a prison. It actually kind of kills,
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: the wonder. Yeah. The the ability to contemplate and maybe allow your mind to move in some areas where where it hasn't already been mapped out so that something new can come something Uh different can come and i feel like you represent that in 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 your artwork in a sense and in your approach you know listening to you and i was looking at your work and the container and all that other kind of stuff and thinking about it and 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 i was so excited to be able to talk to you about hallucinogens actually i mean it's like the whole drive over that's all i thought about (laughs) because because it did seem to me that you have a, 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 an understanding that that is a place that maybe it's your human birthright to go, which is to mm-hmm. say, my birthright is to go to the edge of rational consciousness, like, okay, we know this, and also, though, embrace a territory which is the unknown, the unknown about yourself, the unknown about the world, because at the end of the day... It doesn't matter what MIT says it doesn't matter what Harvard says, we don't know why we're really here, we don't know where we're going and there's a, how we got
3: here you know there's a lot of institutions I mean all institutions basically are based off of uh you know this uh learning system that requires a certain type of person to right. succeed right there's no schools that Teach or that you can learn from to get a degree based on actions or feels or just visual learning. Right. Right? Yeah. Like we grow up knowing that, like, some kids are more visual than auditory or, or blah, 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 or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. But there's no schools, there's no places that'll give you credits for being imaginative and innovative and just mm. that. It has to be on paper and it has to be written down and it has to be given you know, these tests have to keep coming back and forth to you or, you know, and then you fail. Right. And I wasn't a good student. Like all I could think about was daydreaming and just fucking doing other things. Right. Uh, my mom is very visual. Like when we were, when I was young, we would sit on the couch and turn the TV off and just look at the ceiling. And she'd be like, doesn't that look like a woman with, like, a dress? And she's, like, pushing a a basket. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And doesn't that look like this? And we would just stare at shit and see shit. I love that. Yeah. And so that's where I get that from is, like, her eye, like, her mind just this like, you know, she comes from a time where, like, she was poor in Albuquerque, and they moved to L.A. to, like, start working, my grandfather and stuff like that, you know? My grandfather was, like, a coyote spirit in a way, like, he was a trickster. My grandfather was like always making me laugh, but always kind of in a way like stoic, you know. Like so, like it was like you're like, wait, did this fucker just trick me? Right. He would Is he take. Serious or? Yeah. He would, he would. He would plant stuff, right? So he'd take me to his garden, <laughs> and he would get an empty snail shell, right?
4: Yeah.
3: But before I could realize it, he already had it on on him. Mm-hmm. So then, with his other hand, he would pick up an actual snail, right? Yeah. And he would put it to his mouth, and he go. And he'd go, mm, mm, mm And then he would crush the empty snail shell in front of me and let it fall. <laughs> and I was oh, like,
0: you're like, damn.
3: For years I thought he was just sucking fucking snails. Snails off the wall, but he I was fucking that. with me. And yeah. so I, I have a lot of that of him oh, in me too. That's funny, bro. Yeah, like man. That. Yeah, yeah, and you know trip. what
1: dude? When, when I read a lot of these early scout like accounts of between the encounters between usually it's settlers that kept like a die. A lot of them have no understanding that the Indians were fucking with them half the time. Uh-huh. They have no idea of that. So they think because Indians are living in nature or living differently. They're, they're, they're dumb. Or, yeah, or that they're like so pure and innocent that there's no guile. There's no distance between. But they, the, the Indians, of course, were always fucking with uh-huh. the whites and telling them crazy shit. In fact, there's a famous story about an anthropologist in New Guinea right this dude i don't know from the sarbonne in france or whatever and he goes to new guinea right and he's looking because he's already heard this legend of this scary death dance that these weird indigenous people in new guinea do so he goes to the new guinea jungle and he's constantly going around and he's asking all the tribes people hey are you guys the ones that do the crazy scary thing with the death dance with the death masks and the, they go oh no <laughs> we don't do that they might be over there they might be over. finally after like three weeks he finds the tribe and they go are you the one that did that and they go oh yeah and they come out and they do this crazy dance with these crazy mm. masks and freak the shit out of this guy right and so he like writes it all down and then he stays there with them for a week he finds out that actually they never did do that they just heard <laughs> that some guy was <laughs> with good, right. and they just wanted to have him have a good time so they made the whole fucking thing up
3: nice that's interesting well there's that stuff that is is I, I feel like it's true like geronimo they said that geronimo and his people used to shapeshifted in the rocks and shit like that
1: well it depends on on what you mean by shapeshift yeah I and mean, the indians man they used to have some cool fucking things that you don't know about that's lost just it, all people of antiquity i'm not even gonna say indians even i'm gonna say yeah. like even romans i'm gonna say egyptians right just kind of lost their technology of what they did Like, for instance, one of the things I read was that uh, drama and his people, right, if they wanted to tell what time it was, they wouldn't think about it in terms of, like, a clock necessarily, but they would throw a rock up into the air and see how far they could see it. And they would tell them when dusk was coming or how dark it was or what time it was. Wow. Or if they wanted to wake themselves up, they would drink water at a certain time before they went to bed because they knew they'd have to pee. And that would be the way that they woke themselves up
0: interesting man
1: simple shit but I but yeah,
3: it. you know and and then the, the shitty part, dude, you know, is like with his deep and as amazing and as as you know as many uh just wonderful um you know things that natives did and lived and how they live by, and like now, like all these years later regular society is like starting to like subscribe to it all with all that being said you still have fucking racism in in from Mexicans of like they have fucking sayings and like you know yeah like don't be fucking Indian like yeah. but in Spanish you know India. like don't act, yeah it's and not it's,
1: the same as in the you United know, you know my wife her family's from Guatemala yeah so when I when she came home and told her mom that she wanted to marry an Indian, her mom was like, "I didn't come to the United States and work so hard so you could marry some Indio." Yeah, and then she had to explain. Well,
3: Indios, uh, it, it, the the term, the word Indio itself isn't isn't um, as offensive. As it was just they have like you know their sayings that they say, you know, right?
1: But that was a different colonization culture. Mm-hmm. So in the, Amer- the, in the in the South America and the Mexican and everything that's down there, you had the the Spanish. And they had a smaller force, and they married the nobles of the upper classes of the Indians at that time, and they interbred. And as a result, they have a different view towards the indigenous population. Uh In in America, strangely, the British, and there was a piece of, there's a little piece, there was no integration. They were kept apart. And when you read these accounts you start to realize that one of the reasons why christianity was drilled into the poor white people was because poor white people were realizing like why am i an indentured servant like why am i working the field for this fucking asshole i'm never gonna pay off this debt if i joined the indians i could live free Mm -hmm. live off the land i could do whatever i want and there's some attrition and loss of their labor force in the, in, the, in, the, in the British colonies. Really? So then what they started doing was saying, like, look, you join them, you're going to hell. Like, really, that's absolutely, a, that, yeah. absolutely to try to put a firewall between the lost Because the Indian way of life was such a contrast to how a lot of the poor whites were living. That's why you get these pioneer guys. So there's a slight difference in the relationship. And so right, you, right, have this, right. you, you have this, you have a little piece in America, and you don't see it in Canada in the same mm-hmm. way at all. Yeah, there's a little piece in the United States that wants to preserve something, that freedom and that kind of way of life of the American Indian. Of course, it's surrounded by all this other bullshit. And I, and I
3: think that's what attracts a lot of white people to, you know, to want to be Indian. Right. You know? It's like that freedom, you know, and that like, it's almost like a rebellious move, totally. I guess, maybe that these younger Absolutely. whites are like, you know, doing to their parents like punk rock doesn't work anymore. So they got to be. Well, I want to be Indian now, you know, right. I'm going to fucking.
1: And I'm of the mind now where I'm like, like, maybe it's time. I'm honestly of the mind now, like, wanna, like, what is America, right? Like, what is it? We, right now, we think of, like, the 1950s, and we think of, like, what we come to associate this country with. <laughs> but actually, it doesn't have to be that. It yeah. really doesn't. If you really read the Constitution and you look at it, you see that America is set up to reveal the constructs of everything. And <clears throat> it's not that old, right? This right. country is not that old. So part of the problem is, is you have these Europeans who are used to this king system, this feudal system, the descendants of empires, right? The, the, the British are really, and the Germans are really, if you go back far enough, they're the Indians of Rome. Right. There were tribes that were subdued and then crushed and then assimilated and blah, 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 blah. So they, they inherited all that. Right. That's like why I laugh when Europeans criticize Americans about Trumpism and money. And I'm like, where the fuck do you think we got that from? We yeah. got it from you. Yeah. Like you guys invented this shit. Yeah. Why are you capping on us? Now you act liberal. You guys invented this shit. Right. But along with all that, you have Chicanos. Which is important. You have Indians and, and Chicanos are Indians, and then you have, you know, Asians and you have African Americans and all this other stuff. Which is kind of a, a balancing force to this age of empires that we're still trying to throw off. That we're still fighting to throw off that influence. Right. That's I think eternally, America eventually will be. I believe this firmly. Will be the most progressive, most. Fluid country uh, in the future, but yes, there's going to be struggle. Yeah, I hope
3: so. I mean, we don't really have a choice of right. where we can go, right? We're, this is our land, but we can't leave. I can't be, I can't be deported, right? I, I've seen well, documentary. <laughs> I've seen a documentary of some white people uh, asking for uh, for refuge refuge in Mexico. This white family, yeah. and they they granted them a political asylum That's in Mexico. Interesting. So that's pretty interesting, and, and to say that I would live out the rest of my life here in the U.S. is uh, I, that remains to be seen to me. Like I, I really kind of feel like I want to just stack my money and and, and leave.
1: I'm 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 my heart is with opening up American Indian identities. To everybody Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of shit from people Because I But I'm I'm done with racial pride To that extent Right
3: Have Um, you seen uh, There's a play that's going on right now In the cornfield uh, In the historic state park In downtown Called Sweet Sweetland No Dude I saw it Friday Like two Friday nights ago Yeah Uh, It's by a Lakota dude Yeah Um, I'm looking up his name right now I can't really say say his name (laughs) Because It's like a super native. Just try. Look, at it. I'll give it to you. After the quote, Sweetland. It's definitely worth seeing. It's definitely a different approach. I'm Kanupa like, Hanska. Yeah, that's Kanupa the homie. Han- <laughs> Kanupa Hanska, come on the show. Yo, you guys yeah. should have him. Yeah, you guys should tell, have him. Him. Put tell him. I'll tell him. Headlock. I'll let him know. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he's dude. He just okay, put up the. Okay, so what's thing. the name of that? What's the name of the play? Sweetland, and, Sweetland. and it's Sweetland. like and it's like about you know um, colonization really? it's uh, an opera so it's like a lot right. of shit is, is sung out okay they love have uh, my, one of my favorite characters that comes out is fucking uh, they have coyotes that come out and they're I just fucking it. constantly like fucking with everybody I love but it's like this That's one chick There's this one chick and she just comes out but she's the coyote you know, so she's <laughs> like aggravating people and fucking with people yeah, yeah. and then they have uh, um, what's the name Oh how do you fucking what name is that
1: you know in the in in the northwest, a lot of the trickster is the the raven the raven yeah the raven is is both like super intelligent like super wise but also super tricky and also there's always seems to be this element in people that are tribal right that that level of Because if you look at Germans, right, they they have their pagan gods. There's Loki, the trickster. Mm -hmm. So in a tribal level, it's interesting. You have, it seems like these figures that are wisdom givers, but are also tricksters. Or they mock, or they ridicule. And I think that's there because, as we were talking earlier, Steve, that I think there's a recognition that you have to, on some level, realize a lot of uh, human shit is stupid. You have to have some respect for the fact that a -hmm. lot of human stuff is stupid. Mm -hmm. And if you can't laugh about it and if you can't realize that, you're fucked.
3: Right. But, man. Yeah, there's some interesting (laughs) things. Uh, You know what, real quick? I just, I have to do this. Do it. I have to give a shout out to my niece, my grandniece, Mm -hmm. Amelie. Uh, today is her 13th birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy What's her name? Amelie. 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 Happy Amelie. birthday. Can I get that on live? Let's do that on, on Instagram yeah. live real quick. Yeah, do her Give right her right right. a shout out. Amelie. Amelie.
0: Amelie.
3: Amelie. Happy, Happy birthday. Hard birthday. Show. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.
0: Yeah, Lucky that's right. Happy birthday. 13. Happy birthday. Yeah. Right i love it let me ask you a question uh about give us uh give us the lowdown where can people find you um what is there you know where can people find you give us the hookup so people after this show can look into you and find um, you and see what's going on with you
3: really most active on social media on instagram uh at Vile one v-y-a-l-o-n-e mm-hmm. um and there i'll be Making some announcements about the Lexus thing that we're doing, okay. uh, so you could check that out and see my crazy. How how I how I somehow have to kind of like make it realistic that I'm actually driving this Lexus or that yeah. I actually own a Lexus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's interesting because they did film me and they they interviewed me in my studio and they like I said they didn't ask me anything about anything to kind of promote them at all.
1: You know what I got a great idea for like a new like a Lexus documentary. It's like they get you in an a Lexus and then they give you like some liquid acid. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> right? How good would that be? Yeah, that's good man. I'm down <laughs> for that. Man.
0: Hey so if you guys want to buy any of his artwork, you want to uh have him do some, some work with you, whatever it might be. You want to eat some acid with me? Yeah! <laughs> with him. just want to hang out with we're, the rock stars. We're doing a cruise, an acid cruise <laughs> yeah. up to Kauai. Yeah. We're all going to get oh, out yeah,
1: and yeah, start lecturing
0: gotta rocks. You guys got to sign up for that. Lecturing rocks. one yeah. Yeah. One. You know, check hey. him out, man. This guy is just, uh, he's part of Los Angeles culture, Appreciate man. It, man. Oh, he's for a sure. true artist, man. And just, it was awesome having you on the show, brother. Yeah. Hey, man. Just, thank you guys, uh, man.
3: I know it's been kind of hectic trying to get on here but i appreciate you like
0: well worth it brother thank you yeah, so much and, and i'm really and sharing and really fucking us. humbled
3: by this and really appreciate it. yeah man it's awesome to
0: have you here man
1: any, any listeners that are into animation if you want to animate uh rocks getting lectured
0: yes i would
1: love we'd love to put that yeah. up that would be awesome everyone wants to animate that yeah <laughs> based on based on based on the the, the crazy vision of uh vile
0: there you go <laughs> All right, we're going to say what we usually say right about this time. That's adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show. We're out of here. And the children of the damn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Peace.